morning, everybody, and welcome into Undisputed. We're so glad you're with us today. I'm Jen Hale. This is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Guys, how are we feeling this morning? I'm feeling great, great. You back on the tour bandwagon now? That's what I'm starting to feel. No, no. I think so you, you got the Dolphins tonight, I right? I do, I do. Um, yeah. But I think I think they're a dark horse playoff team. Do you? Well, I thought they were, but I think... I thought they you might jumped have... off the Tua bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I can't keep up. No, 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 no. I never left the Joe Burrow bandwagon. They, they you got, know that. They got, they got weapons at the yin-yang. Yeah. And that okay. defense is better than you think. Uh, that sounds like Cincinnati to me. No, okay, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, the team that couldn't beat the Cowboys with yeah. a backup? They got Cooper Rush. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just asking. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay, I'm just checking. Mm-hmm. Go Burrow. All right, guys, let's start with the aforementioned Chiefs this morning, though. They are a point and a half favorite as they head into Tampa Bay to take on the Bucs Sunday night. Both teams stood at two and one. Now, Tom Brady, overall, he holds a 3-2 edge all time with Mahomes. Notable wins, of course, coming in Super Bowl 55 and that 2018 AFC championship. Shannon. If you had to choose right now, would you want Brady or would you want Pat Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. I don't really think it's close at this current time. Uh, Mahomes is the most talented quarterback in the league, and he can just do things that Brady can only dream of. And even if he dreamed, he would wake up and like, man, I can't do that. I need to apologize to Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Skip, Brady just doesn't look right currently. Mm. Three games into the season, he's highly agitated all the times. He's frustrated all the time. Every down, the, a drop pass or a missed assignment, he's yelling and screaming. He's throwing tablets even more so. I can see, you know, late in the season, come on, guys, we got to get it right. Mm. But now we're only three games. I mean, he was doing this two games into the season. Mm. And so for me, and if you look at Tom, where he was last year and where he is this year, completion percentage is down. Yards per game is down. Yards per attempt is down. He's only throwing for 224 yards a game. That's 88 yards down from where it was last year. Mahomes is fourth in QBR. Brady is 17th. His QBR this year, Brady's QBR this year is 48. That's below average. Zero between zero and 100. 50 being average, he's under that. Mahomes, eight touchdowns, one interception. Brady, three touchdowns, one interception. KC is fourth in scoring. Tampa's 22nd. And Brady has yet to produce a game in which he scores 20 points. So for me, and I don't want to hear about weapons, because Patrick Mahomes is doing this without who? You just told me Patrick uh, uh, Tyreek Hill might be the most dangerous thing ever in the NFL, mm-hmm. especially with a football in his hand, and Patrick Mahomes no longer has that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything about offensive line because when they went to the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes had five different starting offensive linemen, you never made that excuse for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear about Gotticke. I don't want to hear about a third-string left tackle. I don't want to hear about a, a right tackle playing center. I don't want to hear it because those concessions you never made for Patrick Mahomes. You make concessions for Tom Brady. You don't make for any other quarterback. You know why? Because you want to keep him there, Skip. Mm. I don't care how great you are. Mm. Eventually, somebody will pass you in this game. That's just the way it is. Mm. You know that and I know that. So I want you to try to refute anything about the Mm. numbers because Mm. Patrick Mahomes is doing it without Tyreek. I don't want to hear about offensive linemen because we saw Patrick Mahomes and you didn't make those excuses. Mm. Give me Patrick Mahomes mm. right now mm. over Tom Brady. Mm. And there are a lot of other quarterbacks, too, over Tom Brady right now. Really? Wow. I want to, hey, I don't want to hear nobody he did this with six game-winning drives. I don't want to hear nobody Super Bowl. We're talking about right now. The question was, right now, mm. not what you've accomplished right at this very moment. Mm. Take it away. This is your turn. You got the floor. Everything you just said, 
is highly comical to me. I am having to bite my lip to keep from laughing at everything you just said because it's Saturday Night Live routine-ish mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I'll give you this. No, no, don't give if me no. on Sunday these two quarterbacks went out by themselves with a bunch of coaches on the field running them through combine drills, I believe that Patrick would beat Tom Brady in combine drills this Sunday out on a neutral field wherever they're going to play. And yet – I think the game is played 11 on 11, and it's called football. Yeah. It's not combine. It's called football. That's exactly what it's called. Look at Tom Brady's numbers mm. in a football game. Okay, so here's what I know. Last year with Tyreek Hill. Get right now. Hey, stop it. It right is now. my turn. You going back hey, to hey, last Hey, time year. out, time out. It is my turn. Oh, I gave you all of your phony baloney that you spewed right all over now. the table. Right it is now. my turn. It is my turn. Last year, Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek, with Kelsey, with all of the above, with Andy Reid, he ranked 13th in grade by Pro Football Focus because he had a miserable year by your standards. He's a transcendent thrower of the foot. Baloney he is. He is one of the worst throwers of the football I have ever witnessed. He has the worst footwork this side of Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. See the last pass at Indiana. They just lost to the freaking Colts up there that looked pathetic, dead in the water. Should have won that game. And Patrick Mahomes has a clutch chance to throw a pass that, if completed, will set up the walk-off game-winning field goal. And what does he do? He goes shortstop, sidearm, flat-footed. Nope. Ball gets tipped up in the air. Interception. It's classic, classic what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes. So, in other words, that field goal kicker was going to walk it off in 54 Mm -hmm. after he just shanked the 34. Yeah. Okay. I I think it was going to be inside 54. If you you complete that pass, it's going to be a 48-yard field goal. Okay. All right. So, all I know for sure about Tom Brady is that Last year, he was graded number one in the league. I guess he just fell off the cliff this year. And going going into this year, would you believe that the sport you played, you're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. All the players in the league collectively voted the best player in the league going into this season was Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Period. End of story. Case closed. It's as simple as that. So what has happened to Tom Brady so far this year? Well, I used to make the joke that up in Foxborough, he'd go out two hours before kickoff and he'd point out the stands. You, you, and you. You three guys from Dorchester, come on down. We'll, we'll get them fitted. Put a helmet on them. Put some pads on them because I got to try to win a game with those guys. Now he's dealing with three guys from Sarasota because look at his targets this year. The total targets for the three games. Guess who leads the team in targets? Last year was Chris Godwin, followed by Mike Evans, followed by Antonio Brown, followed by Rob Gronkowski. Guess who leads the team in targets through three games? A slot receiver forced to play a wideout position, an X or a Y. Russell Gage leads with 21 targets. Are you kidding me? Did they sign him in free agency? Tom Brady has to be. Tom Brady has to be somewhere shaking his head, saying, "I came back for Russell Gage." Guess who? Wait, I'm I'm just getting started. Guess who's number? two on the targets list for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so far through three games. Little Scotty Miller, who almost got cut in training camp. He was on the bubble and the reporters covering the team speculated Scotty Miller would not make the team. Russell Gage has 21 targets so far. 
Scotty Miller has seven, 17 targets. Somewhere Tom Brady's shaking his head saying, I came back for this. I risked my family life for this. Yep, you sure yep, did. You sure did. Guess who's third in targets on the team? How about Bashad Perriman with 12? What? Bashad Perriman with 12? Are, you're kidding me. And we have to go all the way down to 11 targets to find Cameron Brait tied with Mike Evans, who did not play last week, as you well know, in a game against the Green Bay Packers. But when they signed Russell Gage in free agency, you loved that. He's you just loved like, it. He's an added little piece as no, a potential no, that, That's slot. not what you said at the time they signed him. Now what, he's an added what, little piece. Was he Antonio Brown? No, what? he's not Antonio Brown. Skip. It's the best you could do. Skip, that's not what you said at the time they signed him. You loved it. Did they sign him as an X or a Y? Did they sign him as a wide receiver? No, they signed him as a slot receiver. They signed him as a receiver. Now, where he plays, he can play slot. No, he's never played anywhere but the slot. Okay, can I – I want to one more thing. You said the players that voted Tom Brady number one, was it those same players that voted Lamar Jackson like in the 60s? Was it those same players? Those same players? Well, I, I don't know. I, 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 what, don't you, what, what don't you know? I, I know that they voted Tom Brady number one, and I know that you can't defend it. I know that you're you speechless. Go, right you're now. Speechless. Talk about right now. Okay, no, I'm no, talking, no, no, no. That, that was no, entering no. this year. Jen, hold up. Jen, 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 Jen Hale. You, can you, you, you can't know? ask Jen no. for help. I, I need her to read, I need her to read no, a question. stop Because it. maybe oh, it's me. It. Hold stop. on. I'm doing right now. I right just now. gave you the target. So why are you talking about last year? I need you to talk about the first three games right now. Okay, let's talk about the first game. Who did they have to deal with in game number one? 11 from heaven. I've been raving about him all offseason. My, oh, Micah, I told you, my defense is top five. And, and Micah got to Tom Brady twice. Why did he get to him twice? Well, let's see. Is it because he's starting a rookie left guard? Is it because he's starting a guy who had no business starting at center, who had never played center in his life, who was not drafted to be a center? Yes, Robert Hainsey out of Notre Dame, a third-round pick. Is, is he drafted? No, he didn't even know how to put the ball between his legs. He'd never done it before. But Skip. Micah feasted okay, on that. I, Skip, I give you that. But why didn't you do that when Patrick Mahomes had five new offensive linemen within a two-week span in the Super Bowl? At, at least, why didn't you at, make that? At least they were experienced no, offensive yeah, linemen. No, they were. They were experienced. They're all experienced. On, Every one of them. They played. I wish I should go. I'll go back and toll up the games so they let me, started. So, so let me ask you a question. So the guy at left tackle, he's never played left tackle before. Mm-hmm. The guy at left guard, he's never played left guard before. What, what, what are you talking about? And the guy, the guy that's playing left tackle for the buck now, the guy that's playing left guard, he's never played that position before in his life. Is that what you're telling me? No. Okay. No, I, I did. So he's, he's a rookie out of North Dakota so, so they State. Got wow. Hold on. At least uh-huh. he's been practicing that position in training okay. camp. All right. He didn't just I'll give get you thrown that. in. These okay. guys just didn't play until the Super Bowl. Okay, but they'd all played many years. They had much years of experience. Now, now see, now it's experience. Well, so, well I, I think it's called experience. So, so, so Scotty Miller's never played in the NFL. Russell Gage has never played in the NFL. Scotty Miller ever been a starter? No, no, no. Then you go change it again. You well, didn't mention anything about starting. Okay. You said experience. Has Scotty Miller or Russell Gage ever played a game in the NFL? Sure, yes or no? Sure they have. So okay, what? So has, has Russell Gage ever played at, at the wideout position? No, he's never played. He's never. Never, never, never. never. So what's he been playing? What's he been playing? Slot. 
Skip, do you do know that guys can move from the slide to the, to the outside okay. the numbers, outside the inside? Okay, I do know that wide receivers like C.D. Lamb occasionally line up inside, but pure slot receivers see Cole Beasley, who just got up off the couch to play for Tom Brady oh against the Green Bay Packers, never lined up outside for the Dallas Cowboys. Not once. I don't ever remember him lining up at a wide out position. Not yeah. once. Yeah. Russell Gage at is a slot time, receiver. You see what you do? No, you I'm try, doing it. What I'm doing no, the truth. You, you That's what I'm doing. Every you for Tom Brady. Talk about the numbers. Okay, okay, give me the numbers. Give uh, me his numbers. Okay, so here's the point. He has to deal with Micah Parsons and company. <laughs> then he has to deal with the New Orleans defense at New Orleans. Uh, Time out. I think I'm speaking right now. Not the New Orleans, uh, a New Orleans defense that had owned him for four previous regular season games, including two at Tampa, in which he had scored three points and zero points. And he has to go to New Orleans, and he loses Mike Evans, who gets thrown out of the game early in the fourth quarter. And he's thrown to little Scotty Miller and Russell Gage. Are you kidding me? And he's down to his third string left tackle. Not his starter, not his backup. Oh, he's he's down he to his experience. third he's string. Has he, never, has he played left tackle before ever in his life? In his life he has. Okay, has, he ever, has he ever played an NFL game? Never. There you had, go. had Patrick Mahomes, all those offensive linemen, played in many, many uh, NFL you games. You the New Orleans Saints, the one that lost to Carolina, mm-hmm. that was 0-2 mm-hmm. going that New Orleans defense? The, the team that had owned Tom Brady, mm-hmm. that team. Gave him all he could handle until mid-fourth quarter when he throws a strike to, wait a second, Bashad Perriman? It was an all-timer from Brady. A cross-field pass to the far corner of the end zone to win the game, to break open the game. It was a big-time throw. Why would Bashad Perriman be in the game? You've got little Mm. no respect for him. Mm. Well, they're down to Bashad Perriman. (laughs) And then that brings us to Green Bay at home, and all of a sudden, you have to get Cole Beasley up off his couch on Monday to come practice on Wednesday because you have nobody left. Nobody wanted Cole Beasley. Tom Brady said, well, I'm desperate. I'll take a chance. And they throw him in the starting lineup the, the next Sunday with little to no reps with Tom Brady. You, you barely scratch the surface, and all of a sudden you're throwing big passes. He threw him five okay, balls during the game. So let me ask you a question. Patrick Mahomes is throwing to a guy named, what's his name, Justin Watson. Can mm-hmm. you tell the people at home who Justin Watson mm-hmm. is? Yep, he's throwing him some passes. No, 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 no. I need you to explain to the people at home, for the people at home that's not educated enough that don't keep up with the game like you and I do, can you t- explain to the people who Justin Watson is? Yeah, Justin Watson is from Penn, and Tom Brady's first year in Tampa Bay <laughs> when he turned around the whole program. He changed the whole culture in Tampa Bay and was on his way to winning the Super Bowl for a team that went seven and nine and was known. Wait a minute, I, you asked me and I'm answering. No, I he is on his way. He is on his way to winning the Super Bowl for a team called the Suckin'. In other words, people at home, and Justin Watson was a guy that played with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they released because he wasn't good enough. Yeah. That's the guy that Patrick Mahomes is throwing to right now. Yeah. So, so okay. getting all that hullabaloo, I, I cut to the chase yeah. for you. Well, they cut Justin Watson Thank because you. they he threw him a couple balls, and the first one got pick six because they were not on and the Patrick same page. Mahomes, and that's who Patrick Mahomes is throwing oh, to right now. You know what? I don't remember him throwing balls to Justin Watson at Indiana. He, he just threw him a touchdown. He did throw him one. He got knocked down. He threw him a touchdown in week two. Remember? I know that, but okay. I don't remember him in Indianapolis. Okay, okay. I, get, I, I think he's falling out of the rotation. Okay, I get all yeah, this. He's one of those little no, Scotty no, Millers. No. He can fool you if, if you, like Patrick said, who's that little white guy? I, I, who's I that get, little white guy? I get, I get all that. Camp, right? But, but hold on. That's who he is. This that little white guy. You right. that white guy. It's about numbers. Yeah. And you say pro football yeah. focus got him graded. Okay, where does pro football focus got Brady graded now? What's yeah. his QBR now? Okay. What's his touchdowns now? I, we talking I, about right I just now. just explained. 
His degree of difficulty is the highest if he the goat, in his if career. If he the GOAT. He's a 45-year-old GOAT. No, no, no. If he the GOAT, stop making excuses. Well, is he the GOAT? Why are you asking the question? You know he's the okay, GOAT. Okay, then. So, so I don't want to hear anything else about what he's working with. If he is what you said he is, make, make wine out of water. Well, he did. He went 89 yards against the Green Bay Packers with two minutes to go. He did what he always does at the supremest, highest level. 89 yards, he marches him, and he throws a fastball of a strike to Russell Gage in the end zone to look like set up a two-point conversion, and then he's screaming, he's clapping for the football, and Robert Hainsey, starting his third game in his life at center, doesn't snap the football, and they get a delay of game, and they wind up. And all of a sudden, it's seven yards to score two points, and they fail. So I'm going to get this right. Now, every time the delay of game, they normally put the delay of game on the quarterback. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, if Tom Brady gets the delay of game, it's bait. They, when they, do, 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 is he clapping for the ball? Why are you clapping? Hold on, let me ask you a question. You do realize huh? they scored a touchdown. Huh? They go up and review it. So what the hell was Tom Brady doing then? I don't know. Exactly, well, you don't well, know. Well, what was Byron Leftwich doing? No, but, but, what not, was not, Todd Bowles doing? Not, not I, don't Bowles. Not I don't know. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is the quarterback. <laughs> See, when, when they went when the Super Bowl, you ain't mentioned <laughs> Byron Leftwich. You ain't mentioned Todd Bowles in that defense. Now all of a sudden, your guy gaffs. You blame everybody else I want you to talk about in these three games right now. Tom should Robert Hainsey, did Robert Hainsey have time to snap the football when called upon? Does Tom, did Brady, did Tom, yes. Brady, have a, does Tom Brady have a chance in three games to have a better quarterback rating than 17? Mm. Does he have an opportunity to have more than three touchdowns? Does he have that opportunity? Degree of difficulty. Skip, what degree of difficulty? I don't want Simone Biles don't talk about no degree of difficulty. Mm. She's the best in the world. She completes the task. Mm. Don't give me degree of difficulty. Well, I'm to give you a degree of difficulty. What does Simone Boss have to do with, with what's her degree of difficulty? Because, what is it? Because the degree of difficulty is the somersault, the, the biles, the, the routine that she completes. It's, it's, it's a solo act. Skip, you yeah. don't have to depend on Skip, anybody. That, Tom, Brady, Tom Brady has to d- depend on an undrafted free yeah, agent rookie left tackle. Hold on. Skip. And all these, all you talk about is that throw, the game-winning drive. You don't mention anybody else until Tom Brady falters. Mm. And the moment he falters, you mm. start pulling guys out the yin-yang. Mm. Talk about right now. Mm. You know, all I know is in, in the best of all worlds, if you ask a group of players in this league right here right now, you want Mahomes or Brady, any group of players, any team, they're going to sit back and think, gee, it wasn't that long ago that, that Brady went to Kansas City in an overtime of an AFC that championship game. That was 2018. Game. It wasn't that long ago. That was 2018. And like you wait, said, wait, 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 wait. I think he I'm talking now. I think I'm talking. And Tom Brady, in overtime against Patrick Mahomes, converted three straight third and tens? Hold on, that, That's impossible. That, That's unheard of. That's unprecedented. Was, 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 three straight third and tens was, to win the game? Was that, well, hold on. Was that, Pat, was that Patrick Mahomes? On defense, or that because what did Patrick Mahomes do to get the game to overtime? Okay, well, it wasn't that long ago, only two years ago. They went head to head in the Super Bowl, and guess who outplayed the young gun, the transcendent thrower of the football? We've never seen anything like it. He could throw it between his legs. He could throw it behind his back. He could throw it left-handed. He could throw it with his tongue. What about what about? He could throw it. He could kick it with his head. What about the five new offensive linemen that he had? Huh? 
Well, they'd all played in the league before. Uh, they, they, oh, yeah. Hold on. Scotty Miller's played in the league. Uh. Rashad Perriman has played in the league. Scotty Miller's played in the league. Yeah. Russell Gage played in the league. Cameron Brace played in the league. Come on, Skip. Boy, you're talking about JAGs now. Just another guy. So what about those five? Just another what about guy. those five? They all started. They were all heralded. Skip. All of you, them respected. Skip, you do realize there's 32 teams. You got to try out 22 starters. Everybody is not Everybody is not Zach Martin. Everybody is not a Trent Williams. Yep. So stop pretending you, like you, they you, are. You do realize there's a way to master the position of quarterback. But why hadn't he and done it's it? It's called getting rid of the football. Why hadn't he done it in these oh. first three games? Well, are they 0 3? Why haven't they done it in these first three huh. games? So well, hold on. Why he only got three touchdowns then? Huh. Extraordinary. He, why hadn't he only got three touchdowns? Okay, so he did just enough. He did all that he needed to do to beat the Dallas Cowboys. No, what, right? what about Green Bay? Because we had Dak Prescott. What about Green Bay? Okay, what about Green Bay? He he drove them 89 yards to a touchdown with the clock winding down. They were right where they needed to be until the center didn't snap the football. That's the on center's time. fault. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. So the, the opening drive, they go get three. So what happened between the opening drive and the final drive to Tom Brady? How good is Green Bay on defense? Would you say they're top ten? Not yeah. good. What, yeah. So how good is Tom Brady at quarterback? Okay, wait. Did he have Mike Evans in that game? Oh, did not, he have Chris Godwin in that game? Not him. Did he have Julio in that game? He's had Julio for one spectacular throw at Dallas, you forty-eight yards. But it was you a told, thing of but beauty. But you told me he could take these guys from Dorchester. Yeah. Okay, take those guys. Well, he did. He did everything but go 3-0. They're, no, they're no, saying no. if, if Hainsey just snaps the ball, he's still nah, got two seconds. Nah, two seconds. Two seconds. Just snap the freaking football. Why, are they, why did Tom Brady let the clock run down? He looking out. He wanted to call a timeout. You got no timeouts, Tom. You no. can't call what you he, don't have. He's trying to change a play, and he's why looking you, to the flanks. Tick, 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 tick. The clock's running down. Tick, 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 tick. You can't change it. Guess who's out at the X position at this point? Wait, Russell Gage? He's never played it Hold before. Up. Have you played receiver never before? Played have, have before. he played football in oh. the NFL before? Guess who his slot receiver is on the two-point try? Cole Beasley's looking at him like deer in headlights, has, like, what are you Cole, saying? Has Cole Beasley ever played football before? You just told me the lineman from Green Bay had played, uh, excuse me, the guys from mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kansas City had yep. played before. Mm. Everybody you mentioned had played before. So mm. your argument is fault. It fell flat again. Mm. Did it really? You got him again, guys. Shannon, you lost again. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Any team no, didn't. in this league, given the choice right now, they'd say, no, they wouldn't. Give no, they me wouldn't. the goat. No, Skip. Give me you the and goat. I both know. He Give got, me the goat. He got he, distractions going on. Oh. There are distractions going on. You know it and everybody yeah, knows it's it. It's been widely reported. The distractions have been going on much longer than just this season. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That, I'm, I'm not talking about that. They had mm. impacted him mm. like they impacted him mm. this season. And you're saying he's so animated. He's over-emotional. He's throwing to little Scotty Miller as a primary Whoa, target the guy from against Green Bay. He had to throw a team-high, game-high, eight targets to little Scotty Miller. It won't work. He's a slot receiver, split out at the wideout. Hold on. I need to call, I need to call yeah. somebody to care about them excuses you're yeah. making. Uh. <laughs> That's what I need to do because yeah. I ain't trying to hear They're them. They're not excuses. Yes, they, they are facts. Yes, you are. They are yes, facts, they, they and you are. can't deal with no, facts. you can't. You can't handle the facts. Because all you do is make excuses for Tom. You didn't make excuses for, for Patrick Mahomes in the I, Super Bowl. I'm just Bowl. making facts No, no, Tom. but I, this year, right now, what I about I couldn't make excuses for Patrick in the Super Bowl because he stunk. Oh, He's done. You have to get rid of the this, football. Thank you. Get this rid year, of the Tom Brady has stunk oh, this year. Has he really? Yes. Boy, I think he's been really good. No, no, that's not what his numbers they, say. They came that's very not, close to going three and zero. No, no. You love the numbers. He led in passing. He led in passing yards. He mm. led in touchdowns. Mm. Okay, now he's not leading. Mm. So he stunk. Mm. He stank. He stank. Mm. Stanker than stank.
Put that stank on him. Shannon, he's made you look bad for six no, straight no, no. years. No, he ain't making me look bad right now. Ladies and gentlemen, me look bad right now. Ladies and gentlemen, for six straight years, he, this man has see, tried to send Tom do, Brady home. All this man does is try to go back and relive history. Let's talk about right now. Is Shannon Sharp looking bad right now? Yes, Explain he to Tom is. Brady. He is. Tom Brady is 17th in QBR. Oh. He got three touchdowns, yeah. three touchdowns and one interception in three games. Okay. At well, that pace right there, he's on pace to average 17 touchdowns. Well, let's see what happens when he gets Mike Evans back, and then he's about to get Chris Godwin back, and maybe he'll get Julio back. And you know what? You're going to be Sitting over there saying, I got me again. No. He's going to get you again. Get, get me now. He is. He get has me now. hurt you as much as any player has ever hurt get you in now. your media career. Get me now. Mm. These numbers well, now. It's about to start. No. Yeah. Why is it about to? Uh. Why did it stop? Well, he's 2-1. He's the goat. One. He the goat. Are they 0-3? He's the goat. Yeah. No. He is the goat. Is Mahomes 0-3? Wait, are you saying he's not is the goat? Is Mahomes 0-3? No, he's 2-1 okay. okay. just okay. like Brady. Okay, then. Yeah. But one guy got eight touchdowns and one pick. Yeah. One guy is fourth in QBR. Huh. And one guy threw a game-ending, game-losing interception. Brady didn't do that. No, your guy let the clock uh, run out. No, 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 your guy. Snap that, it. What are you clapping for? Snap that it. performance ain't worth their clapping. You stunk. He should have been doing like that. Hey, they should have turned around and like. Gentlemen. <laughs> that's what Hayes should have done to did him. Did y'all give God us some you, cases Shannon. of regular dude this morning? No, no. I it think you both on a sugar mm. high. Oh, nah. my goodness. Mm. Yeah, we're going to let you bad. cool off, mm. take a little break. We'll you be back bad, in right? just a Breaking second. Fast. And I have a feeling you're going to get just as heated. We're uh. talking Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys. Will Cooper yeah. Rush keep winning? Is he legit? Plus, Lawrence no. Taylor shouting out Micah Parsons on Twitter. We'll tell you all the latest on the other side of this break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I won't back down. Cooper Rush has a perfect starting record, 3 nothing. He's won both of his starts this season since he stepped in for an injured Dak Prescott. Shannon, let's continue the quarterback debate. On a scale of 1 to 10, how sure are you that Cooper Rush will get an exposed as an undrafted fraud? 
Well, I think he's a solid quarterback, but it, the, the, I think the way we want to position this is that do I see something special and could he go on and be a start in this league? I'm going to say a nine because how many guys go undrafted, spend five years as a backup and turn into something historically great? Tony Romo was undrafted, but Tony Romo did not spend the first five years of his career as a backup. Tony Romo probably spent a year, maybe two years, two, two years max, and then he was into the starting lineup, and he never looked back. But he was undrafted he was, out of a small school, yeah, Eastern Illinois, yeah, still, and he I'm, did make four Pro Bowls. Yes, I'm not saying – I'm not – but five years. The quick, I mean, he's been a career backup. How many times have we seen a backup backup for five years, forget the position, and then all of a sudden turn into something historically great? It's much more likely this is what he is, a backup quarterback. And you keep talking about he's won three games. He's won three games. If you look at those three games, look at his defense. He scored 20, 20, and 23 points. That's what he's done. Mm-hmm. Look at his defenses in those performances. So for me, when Dak is healthy, I don't know when that's going to be. That goes back into the starting lineup. So the way that you can that we can find out if he's more than just a undrafted free agent quarterback, let's see how many teams line up after the season, offer him fifteen to twenty million dollars to be their starting quarterback. Otherwise, it's a moot point. Mm. Well, I I can't vouch for the the sanity of all these other teams no, 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 because skip. they all keep making – they swing and miss no, no, at quarterbacks skip. like crazy. No, they, they that, might. That's not the measuring stick. But the fact of the matter is if somebody's going to think they did it with Jimmy G, they did it with Brock Osweiler, we've seen them take chances on guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. If he's what you said he is, stop talking about, oh, they make mistakes. There. Some teams do make mistakes. It's hard to evaluate a player, regardless of position, it's even harder for the quarterback position. But if he's what you said he is, somebody has to be able to see what's going on. What did I say he was? You th- oh, he should be the starter. He's just as good as Dak Prescott. That's what you said. No, I, I questioned you about it. Can you show me one game since the Brady game that started last season? Not this one, but last season. The Thursday night I game. I give you five Dak, years of tape. Okay, Dak threw for 403 in that game. I'm talking about what have you done for me oh, lately. Oh, all of a sudden, what you, lately. that's not what you said. Wait, 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 wait. I know what you said last segment. Yeah. You went way back to last year. In five years in Super Bowl, in 2018. What's highly amusing about this <laughs> is until Cooper Rush came out of nowhere and shocked you, hit you right between the eyes, you kept telling me Dak Prescott was middle of the pack Dak, that he's nothing but an average quarterback. You've said it a thousand times and will never be better than average. But Cooper Rush isn't that. Uh, Cooper Rush has been at least above average. He has played three games in a row, three. including the one last year. It wasn't in a row, but two in a row this year. Three total games, all of which, if I put the tape in and show you the tape, and I, you don't know who this guy is and you don't know who that Dak guy is, if I just showed you blind tape on these two guys and I showed you Dak's tape going back to the game after the opening night game on Thursday night at Tom Brady, all the rest of the games last year, the playoff game last year, the opening night game this year against Tampa, if I showed you all that tape versus the three games of tape on Cooper Rush, you'd say, this guy's way better than that guy. No, That's are, what you would say. Are you going to are you going to show me them running for a buck 76? Are you going to show me the, 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 the Cowboys? Okay, maybe the offense is operating at a higher level, much more efficiently and effectively <laughs> and smoothly with Cooper Rush at quarterback. My eye test is high, high, high on Cooper Rush because I get you. He, he shows no emotion. He has zero swag. So there's nothing to clamp onto. He says n- next to nothing after games except, I'm just going to go try to win another football so, game. So in other words, you're saying that Dak Prescott should not get his job back when he's healthy. 
we, we need to see when he's going to be healthy and what Cooper Rush does against Washington, maybe against the Rams. Let's see what happens. I need two more games, body of work. No, you, you've been telling me three games is more than enough. I you haven't see said that. that. Yes, you did. You said it all day yesterday. No, no, I didn't say it's more than enough. You said three games is a large body of work. Okay, all right. Now it's my turn to answer Jen's question. Scale of one to ten, how sure am I that he will soon be exposed, Cooper Rush, as an undrafted fraud. That was the question, and you went to a nine. Skip. So you are dead sure he's going to be fraudulent. He's no, a mirage. No, no, what I'm saying is he's a backup quarterback, and I believe that's all he'll ever be. Okay, when right. you say fraud, I'm not saying that he's going to go. I believe if you're thinking that he's going to turn into something historically great, a Pro Bowl, an all-pro player, he's a fraud. Okay. That's, that's, that's going right, to be okay. fraudulent. All right. I'm going to answer this question by going up to a four on a scale of 10. I'm not going to go to a five because I'm more positive than negative on Cooper Rush. Okay. So far, so good. I would like to think and call myself an objective Cowboy fan. That may be oxymoronic, but, not, but again, but okay. I'm an objective Cowboy fan. Here's what I know about Cooper Rush, undrafted out of Central Michigan. It was six years ago. He's not a baby. You would have me if he were an undrafted rookie. You would have me if he were an undrafted second-year player. But you don't have me right now because he's been in the system for six years well, then, without ever getting an opportunity. Well, they had Dak Prescott. What, 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 what okay. does that mean? Well, you have an, uh, an unquestioned starter, right? And Jerry, two years ago, gave him the sun and the moon. And he took Jerry to the cleaners, and then he took him all the way to the bank to the point that Jerry had to sit there at the press conference and say, you got me. You 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 fleeced me. That's basically what Jerry said. Okay. Well, you can't argue with that. You you can't replace that because you're stuck with it. But they had Cooper Rush okay. on the team. All right. Well, sure they did as a backup, and they weren't even sure what he was as a backup because he never got a chance to play in a real game. And they still not. Time out. I'm still going. It's my turn. Would you believe that over these six years that he has been the backup quarterback? Would you believe that he has attempted in preseason games 269 passes? Would you believe over the last six years that's tied with Chase Daniel for the second most preseason passes attempted in the whole league, second only to Nate Peterman? Believe it or not, he's attempted the most passes mm -hmm. in preseason games. Okay, you can dismiss it. You're playing with twos against threes or whatever you are. Right. I get it. It's just preseason. But it's real football. It's NFL football. You're running the offense that he is now running, and you're getting to do it against, quote-unquote, professional football players at this level. It's gold. He, he got to feast on the experience of the preseason because, as we know, Jerry says Dak is never going to play a preseason. He just doesn't play a snap in the preseason. So the bulk of the snaps, almost the vast majority of the snaps, have been going to Cooper Rush. Yes. He's 28 years old. And all of a sudden, when he got his chance, he was completely ready for his chance. So let's look at degree of difficulty. What is one of the biggest choke stages in your sport? Well, it's Sunday night football. Well, he had to start on Sunday night on the solo NFL stage at Minnesota. It's a loud, crazy place to play. It's one, a lot of people think it's the loudest place. I know the Superdome is loud and we can go on and mm -hmm. on, and fight, but, but it gets loud and crazy up there. He gets thrown into the fire. They're the underdogs in the game against Kirk Cousins. You love Kirk Cousins. And he pulls it out with 55 seconds left by throwing a clutch touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, who's obviously no longer there. So the clutch touchdown brought the score to what? 20 to 16. Okay, I got it. Okay, I, I give you that. But then all of a sudden, we see him up against a team that nearly won the Super Bowl, a team that would have won its opening game if it didn't have a backup snapper 
who botched uh, an extra point that would have won the game and a chip shot, just a little 23-yard field goal that would have won the game, both, both botched because of bad snaps, okay? That's how close Cincinnati came to beating Pittsburgh in the opener. So they come to Dallas, and you think they'd just be spoiling to put the Cowboys away and get back on track at 1-1, one and one, and they got Cooper rushed. Cooper Rush looked like he was down and out. And in the last minute of the game, he completes three straight passes against a Bengals defense that at the end of the year, last year, went to Patrick Mahomes and shut him down. They beat him at Patrick Mahomes. But you do realize, like, that you don't get to transfer what you did last okay. year to this right. season. Okay. So you how are they looking now? Okay, they're exactly the same defense as they were a year ago. But they got Cooper rushed. And he set up. It was a long field. It was 50 yards. But Maher wasn't Brett the Frat that night. He made it from 50 yards, and he walked off the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. And then all of a sudden. That walk-up field goal, how many, so what that made the score? 20 to 17. Okay. So, again, that's another 20. That's another 20-point okay. right. outing. All right. Okay. You got it. I'm going to get to a guy who this reminded me of. But then we get to Monday night. What is the biggest choke stage in your sport? What is the stage upon which – undrafted frauds get exposed. The, the, the greatest degree of difficulty as far as pressure and expectation is when you're going up to play the Giants in the Big Apple when they are on fire. They're the talk of the league. They got Brian Dayball. They got Wink Martindale. They got a defense that Shannon Sharp uttered these words. It is much improved. It's way better than it used to be. Skip. And they're going to, as Shannon Sharp said, they're going to heat up Cooper Rush. Some, they're going to come after him with everything. Skip. They're going to throw 10 kitchens skip. Sinks against you can be improved and still not be very good. Oh, so that's is, what, is so, that possible? So, so, so there's no. no such thing as being improved but still not being good. Okay, against an undrafted backup quarterback out of Central Michigan, you'd think that they would have a night of nights. You what? would think they would feast. So what is that? Guess how many times they got him on the ground? None. Exactly. Okay, none. They, yeah. Because he operates. <clears throat> Cooper Rush has been more consistently accurate to my eye than Dak has been. And Dak's a pretty accurate passer, but he's not as accurate as this kid is. 28-year-old's not even a kid anymore. This kid, on, on just sheer anticipation, it, it's rare what he's doing because he's got a nice arm. It's not a big arm. It's sort of a Brady-esque kind of an arm. But he is anticipating and speed-reading defenses at a very high rate. He was killing the Giants because he was finding the soft spot before they could get to him with an extra rusher. He stood strong in the pocket because he is fearlessly poised in the pocket. And he took a bunch of shots in the mouth from people who got to him a split second late. But he's finding the open receiver. He's throwing to Peyton Hendershot, undrafted rookie out of Indiana. That's the kind he's making a star out of Noah Brown, who was the forgotten man who had no rapport and connection with Dak Prescott. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no Dalton Schultz. There's no Michael Gallup. Obviously, there's no Amari Cooper. Yet he keeps operating the offense at a very high level. And when it's time to go clutch, he is unspectacularly clutch. And my point is, He's throwing darts under pressure when they fall behind 13 to 6. Saquon gets loose, and it felt like the sky was falling on my Cowboys. And guess what he does? He goes back-to-back -back drives down 13 to 6 in the fourth quarter up there in New Jersey against those red-hot big blue Giants. And he goes back-to-back -back and completes 12 out of 13 passes over two drives for 129 yards. Nothing that spectacular except they just marched and marched and marched all the way to a 2013 lead. And I'm saying 
That's clutch. It's quietly clutch. It's subtly clutch, but it's sweetly clutch. Okay. okay. If, I, if, if I wrote down what you said, you said he has better accuracy than Dak. Yep. He runs the offense better than Dak. He's cheaper than Dak. So that I should, didn't say he was cheaper, but obviously he, he is. Okay. So that should be your starter. So moving mm-hmm. forward, he should be the starter over Dak Prescott. No, I'll give Dak his job back, but I, I got to tell you, he is now on notice. Whoa, 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 people whoa. say, there's no quarterback. Yeah, there is a quarterback controversy. It's right here right now because all of a sudden there is a threat, an imminent threat to Dak Prescott's job security. I'm, I'm happy to give him his job back. Why? You, better perform, you better perform up to this young man's level. A guy that has better accuracy, he runs the offense better, he's – $38, $39 million. Yeah, do, you, do you understand anticipation at the quarterback position? Yeah. It's everything. It's everything. You have to feel it, see it, read it before the defense even yeah. knows that you smell it. Yeah. And then you get rid of the ball quickly and accurately, and you hit people right in the hands. Yeah. So could, just to demonstrate, could we see the throw? And by the way, he is a slick ball handler. On play action, he's killing teams with play action well, was, because you have to be able to fake it effectively and convincingly. Play action only works if you can run okay, the football. Well, obviously it does. So you got to run. You got to run early yes. and you got to run effectively. Yes. But if we could see the throw to C.D. Lamb that unfortunately was not caught, tell me he didn't drop a dime on this one. Tell me it's, it's play action. But if we could see this, a little quick fake, and he sets up and throws. That, that ball's got underrated velocity on it. No, it was a great. That, that, was, a that, was, a, that, was, a, that was a terrible a play fake, too. Yeah. Just so well, you know that, that was, was terrible. Just, he just sort of waved that play yeah, fake. Exactly. It, didn't, it didn't even really matter to the throw. That's a sweet throw. You, you couldn't hit, you, you couldn't with a laser position that no, football that, better, right? That, that was a great throw. Okay. And then how about the throw for the touchdown to CD? Yeah. You, you liked it. That was a great, that it, was a great right? throw. Okay. Great we throw. We see the one that, this is the one that put them ahead. Three step, yeah. baby step, just, but it was right back pylon yeah. over the outside shoulder. It was yeah. great, great. Not a lot of air under no. it. He decided to throw it a little bit more on the line, but he throws sweet spiral. Yeah, yeah he sees the guy wins right now. Yeah. There's no reason to put air up okay. on it. He wins okay. right now. Let's get in the ball. Okay, I got it. He is seeing it very quickly. Yeah. Then let's go to fourth and four at the Giants 41. This is the play of the game. This is going to sink or swim for the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. And he goes to CD for four yards. And he had to put some mustard on this. And you have to have some guts to throw it. You got a, a, a free rusher is coming right into your face. And he hits him right in the hands. I I, got to tell you, it's a pretty clutch throw given the magnitude and the circumstance of a Monday night football game. Yeah. Every quarterback in the league knows. He sees the slot defender slightly positioned inside, and he's looking at him. Well, I know he's not guarding CD, so if the guy over CD is going to come, that means the safety. But he's too far down to to stop me from getting this first down. The safety was supposed to start creeping because he knows it's a slot blitz, so he starts to creep down. And so the minute that CD opens up to catch the ball, it's got to be a collision. The ball comes out. That didn't happen. Give Cooper Uh, Rush I thought CD took a pretty good shot but, as the ball arrived. But Pretty good you, shot. But if you look at this, Skip, the safety is supposed to start coming down sooner because he knows the blitz is coming off that side, and he has the guy that the slot defender is over. Okay, so I got he's it. coming from too much depth okay, to, to I influence. Got it, but it can't, in the end, it was a bang-bang throw and play. It was bang-bang. No, no, it's supposed to be bang. One collision. It's supposed to be bang, balls okay, out. Well, I, I got it. But in the end, I'm watching him operate, and it reminds me, and I'm not going here, but I'm just telling you what it reminds me of. I was the biggest Joe Montana fan because he'd gone 4-0 in the Super Bowls, and I was close to his quarterback, Coach Paul Hackett, and his head coach, Bill Walsh. 
But in that first year, in 2001, I was covering the Raiders. I covered the Tuck Rule game, and they got absolutely jobbed and robbed. It was a snow job game. Yeah. So I'm with everybody. That, that launched wrongly a dynasty. But when I went back and looked at the numbers of that game, I, I, I couldn't buy into Brady because it just looked so ordinary right. to me. But you go back and look at all the third downs he converted. I know it's snowing, and, right. and, and maybe you got better footing than the DBs have. Mm-hmm. But he kept making throw after clutch throw after clutch throw. And then, obviously, got hurt at Pittsburgh, and, and Drew Bledsoe had to come in and save the day. But in the Super Bowl, he didn't put up big numbers. You always say, well, I already do. Well, then, all of a sudden, it came time in that last drive. John Madden's up in the booth saying, they got to shut it down, just play for overtime. Throw after throw after little throw. They're, they're not spectacular. No. He, he completes five straight passes, and all of a sudden, wait a second. It reminded me just like the Cincinnati game at, yeah. at Jerry World. Wait, they got a 49-yard field? Yeah, and they just happen to have the greatest kicker in the history of pro football, and he nails it from 49 yards, and they walk it off. Right. Okay, so that's how Cooper Rush is. I'm not saying he's going to become Tom Brady, but early Brady was just like this, where you're saying, that can't be. Well, I, I think the thing is, if Brady has sat on the bench for five years, I just think the thing is, Skip, is that Coach Belichick had seen, a, had seen something Sure. that when, when Bledsoe got hurt, there was no question that he was going to stick with Tom. Right, but I'm sure a lot of the media in New England oh, yeah. was saying, okay, six games, seven games, eight games in. Right. Oh, let's, let's, it's Drew Bledsoe's job. Give and, it back and plus to Drew the Bledsoe. Skip, the money was very similar because you remember that uh, Bledsoe had just signed he that just $100 million dollar contract. Okay. And Brady was a six-round draft pick, so he's not making a ton of money. Okay. So back to the original question, I, I will give you, History would warn you. Yes. It, it would actually scream at you. Yes. It would scream at you. No, 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 no. Right. Be careful. You're going to fall right on your face. At some point, they'll just figure him out. But my point to you is he's played at such a high level. One game would be an aberration. Two games, you could say, that's just a coincidence. But three games. Three games is the norm, huh, for him? It's not the norm. It's like, wait a second. This is starting to look legit to me. That's what it's starting to look like. It's not just an aberration or an outlier. Okay. 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 So here we go. So you feel comfortable? Well, I'm taking it just like Cooper said. I'm taking it a game and no, 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 I gotta no, no. see Washington. That ain't what we do. That ain't what we do no. up here at the undisputed. No. We don't take it game by game. We we prognosticate. Okay. Well, we all I know, okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll be real broad about this. Okay. The heat has been turned up way up under Dak Prescott. Dak, I ain't got word yeah. about that. Oh, really? No. Okay. Well, I think he does no. because there are no more excuses, no more passes for Dak Prescott. Okay. You better complete pass. Well, the next game up, gentlemen, for Skip's Cowboys, those Washington Commanders, they're coming into Dallas. That game's coming up on Fox. And you know what? Lawrence Taylor, he was in the crowd to watch Micah Parsons on the other side of the ball for the Cowboys when the Cowboys beat the Giants in New York Monday night of this week. He later tweeted out that Parsons was special and he can't wait to see everything Parsons achieves. Shannon, what do you make of LT tweeting this out after watching Michael Parsons? It's a nice sign of respect. Um, LT sees what he sees. Uh, the kid has talent. Um, he can rush. He can, you know, turn speed to power, power to speed. He can bend the edges. Uh, he can drop in coverage. He he has he is a complete package. Uh, and so I, I, I th- think this notion because 
the Giants and Cowboys are in the same division. They were rivals for such a long time that someone from one team can't play someone from respect from another team. And LT has always been very respect, re, respectful of, 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 of his peers, especially when he played. And now he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a problem giving guys credit, be it they on the Eagles, they're on the Washington, they're on the Cowboys, or anybody. Uh, and so for me, but I tell you what I, what I do know, I think I know LT, and I know LT left that game saying, I'm the best player. I'm not worried about somebody passing me in the very near future for being the best player in the NFL history. I agree with that. So that's what I do know. But Michael, Michael, Skip, Michael is only in the second year. I mean, I thought it was too much too soon to start the comparison between LT. I mean, in a, I mean, we've never seen somebody in the second year, no matter how great they were, get compared. So whomever you thought the best receiver was, they never said they Jerry Rice. Wait, I mean, whoever, nobody in their second year never said, well, okay, at the time of Joe? No, so even in the second year, you're not going to get that comparison to a historically great player. Even the best left tackles. They didn't get to, oh, he, he, he might be Munoz. Yep. Many regard Munoz, nine-time first-team All-Pro injuries, kind of cut short his career, if you can believe that. But Micah is special. LT has no problem whatsoever, even though he's a giant legend, it's funny, he's a giant, and yep. he played with the Giants. Yep. Giving Michael his credit. Mm-hmm. Deservedly so. Okay. But LT knows, like, I'm still on the final page. I'm still the last, I'm still the last verse that's written when it comes to great defensive players. That is a fact. I'm it. He does know that. I think he was tweeting from a position of strength because he knew that you knew, that I knew, that you knew, <laughs> that he knew that Micah didn't have the greatest game the other night and and posed zero threat to the legend of Lawrence Taylor as he sat up on high watching him for the first time live. Mm -hmm. So he was fully capable and fully engaged in in voluntarily tweeting. This wasn't like an interview where you get asked about it. You have to actually go turn on your computer or turn your phone on or whatever you're doing with it. And you have to go on your Twitter account and you have to voluntarily post that, He's special. Can't wait to see everything you achieve, young man. God bless. Okay, it's great. It's also a little bit of a humble brag from him because he knows that the world is thinking, no, no, not yet. Maybe not ever, right, after Monday night. Right. But I do appreciate it. It almost came across as a paternal tweet to me. Right. It's paying some respect, but it's it's kind of patting him on the head a little bit and say, you know what? Someday you might be something. Mm-hmm. You you got potential. Yeah, oh, it it yeah. felt more like you got potential to be special. He'd also been asked after the game, somebody did an interview and asked him, and, and he said he's playing pretty well. This is a quote. But let's see if he can keep it up for daggone 13 years. Well, that that is the <laughs> truth because you can speak to that. It, it's hard it's to hard. keep it up it's for 13. Hard. Didn't you play for? I played 14. 14. But here's the thing, though, Skip, because like you said, you see what they started doing when Tampa, he got those two sacks, they started chipping. And then all of a sudden, okay. you know, so they. All right. So now let me get to the point about Micah in the game on Monday night television. I thought the Giants paid him ultimate respect. I thought they paid him LT-ish respect mm-hmm. because they didn't just chip him. I saw a lot of plays where, where they had two men blocking it, two offensive linemen blocking him, sometimes a tight end on that side. Right. But, but two real live blockers were dealing with him, right. and sometimes it was two plus a chip where they just flat out had game planned. You just know in their meeting room they had declared, they had vowed, 11 will not beat us. Right. He will not take right. this game over, and they effectively took him out of the game. 
he got loose a couple times and got to hit Daniel Jones a couple times. I still like the effort because okay. even though he was getting he double teamed, he was still unrelentless. I, I, I and, and you can win with that. You okay. can, you can, I got you it. can win with that. I am a thousand percent with you. Remember, he did have some kind of flu all week. He did not have COVID. Right. At least that's what they said. But he had a flu. Mm-hmm. He couldn't practice. He posted the meme or the the gif of the the flu game, right. the Jordan flu game, which I didn't love because it just puts you up on a pedestal that you can't live up to. Right. Because you can't do that. Right. You, you don't even play the kind of game that allows you to do what he does. Correct. But the point was his stamina was in question for this game. Yeah. So they kept taking him out for a few plays at a time because he just didn't have the stamina. That's the hardest thing, Skip, when yeah. you don't practice because yeah. you don't get the running no. in. And so now all of a sudden, you, uh, what, he hadn't he played last Sunday? And so now I'm going basically eight days before I do any significant running. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you feel that. Yeah, plus if, if you have any kind of upper respiratory yes, congestion, that takes it away. Absolutely. Michael in the flu game, as we found out in the last dance from the great Tim Grover, didn't have upper respiratory kind of flu. He just had some he, stomach. He just had the overnight <laughs> bug, like bug, where, where it comes like right. hell, and then it goes. Yeah, because he said he was, Truman Grover said he believed he had food poisoning today, okay. the pizza. All right, so you're going to lose it all. You know, you're, you're going to get it all out of your system, but it will come and it will right. go very quickly. So it's possible that by game time, maybe by halftime, mm-hmm. You're starting to feel like yourself again because you didn't really miss much. You, it just went overnight. And this right? is why a lot of a lot of celebrities or entertainers, famous people, athletes, skip. They go by aliases. Mm-hmm. So if I get room service, you're not doctor on my food. Okay. I'm John Doe. I, 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 I have an alias. I mean, most of the guys we because I, I didn't get you no know, y'all order room service. I don't want you food mucking around with my food. Well. I wondered. <laughs> I, I think Tim said they didn't they have an out. alias. No, I think the thing is they ordered the pizza. Didn't they order it, it out? Right. They didn't order it from right. Room. Because if you order inside, they are going to know who you are. Right. It's going to be hard to well, have you an just, alias. You just, put, you just put an alias down there. Yeah. So when you when they check in, I mean, I'm sure Troy and Emmett and Mike, all those guys had all aliases. Right. So the point was, there were numerous times they pulled Mike up, which drives me out of my mind. They pulled him <laughs> back off the line of scrimmage and set him up at just an inside linebacker yeah. because it took a little pressure off where he could take a deep yeah, breath yeah, and let just kind of cover. Yeah, let him take a breath. Let it, hey, hey, you got hooked flat, bro. Right. That's it. <laughs> So in the end, I do believe LT is certainly football bright enough, high IQ, yeah. that, that he got the fact he's watching that the Giants are, are sending the house at number 11, and it opened the door for Demarcus Lawrence to have not one or two. He had three sacks, mm-hmm. and he's not at this stage and age a sack artist, Correct. but he got three in part, maybe large part, because of number 11. Right. And Dorrance Armstrong got a sack in part, maybe large part, because of number 11. And Donovan Wilson, off a, a blitz, got a sack, a, a big-time sack, right. in part because the whole focus is on 11's not going to wreck the game. Yeah, right? and that's what you got to skip. That's the ultimate sign of respect when they come in and says, okay, coordinator, position, explain it, and they circle number 11. This guy will not wreck will our not. offense. He will not wreck us. And they did so, a good job of doing that. So I'm building everything. Everything I do is okay. to find a way to block him. The one beauty of my football team is my team's pretty deep in, in, oh, yeah. in the, the rush. Well, yeah, area, and know. that's what DQ was saying. Like, hey, guys, look, Michael's going to get more times moving forward. He's going to get double. We've got to win one-on-one battle. 
uh, uh, D-Law, if you get one-on-one, you got to win. Armstrong, you get one-on-one, you got to win. Ziggy Zay, uh, 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 what's Oh, Diggy Zua. Uh, yeah. Ziggy Dua. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ziggy Dua Zua. Yeah. You get one-on-one, we've got to win and, one-on-one and battles. Sam Williams out of Ole Miss, yes. the rookie. He, can, he, yes. he flashes a little yes. bit for me. He can bend a little bit off the edge. He can get free and get home. And all of a sudden, when Neville Gallimore can slither up the middle, yeah. all, all of a sudden they're coming from everywhere. Yeah. Doris Armstrong, they gave him some money. Yeah. He's, he's pre- I'm not saying he's a life changer, but he's pretty good. Well, considering that he's playing alongside another great player, I'd his say. numbers should be really good because he's going to get he's going to get the lion's share of the line sliding towards yep. 11, and I'm getting one-on-one. you got to be one-on-one. You can't be one-on-one. You're either coaching or selling cars. It's as simple as that. Forget the position, Skip. If you're a wide receiver and you can't be one-on-one, Mike used to tell myself, Ed and Rod, if you can't be one-on-one, you're selling cars you or coaching. Well, my staff is full. I hey, John, it. you hired at the car dealership? No, nah, I'm good. No. Co- okay, you're out of a job. Got to. D-line, Ag- you can't agree. be. I agree. All the way across the ball, one-on-one, one-on-one, one-on-one. You got to win. Three-on-one. Hey, oh, hey, three exactly. On one. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm sure LT stroked his chin up there thinking, you know what? He did have impact on this football game. Let me tell you what LT did. Knowing him like I know him, seeing him mm-hmm. in the hall, he put a big old... Yep. Yep. Dragging that cigar. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I'm and, still, and I'm with that. I'm still I, here. I got it. I got it. Yeah. But this kid's got huge potential. Oh, yeah. Huge. Ooh. Oh, he can be, he can be, he, he has the ability, ability to be a generational talent. He does. He can be what we talk about, Aaron Donald. Yeah, that block, it's, it's a different package. It's, it's a different, different package, but he, 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 he does. He can, he can impact the game like that. And, and it's going to be very disappointing, Skip, if he doesn't have a defensive player of the year or multiple defensive player of the year on his resume by the time he's well, done. LT he won three. three. And, a, and an MVP. And I think he was ten times first-team All-Pro. He was eight, eight in a row. Eight, eight first-team in, in his first ten years. And Woo. then, you know, he won. He Let this sink in. He was, he was rookie, defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. In the same season. Okay. So, in the end, I'm going to reiterate one more time. My team will go as far as number 11 and that defense takes my team. Right. That, it's going to boil down to that. Okay. You have to score some points. You have to get more than 20, Skip. Maybe not. <laughs> no. You're going to have some games where you're going to be off. Even the 2000 Ravens, there was a game or two where we had to score 30. Really? Yeah. Beat Jack- I, I think we beat Jacksonville 39-36, the second game of the season. They got 36 points on Ray Lewis and They company? did. They did. Boy, Jimmy, Smith, think, had, Jimmy think, Smith had 291 receiving yards. I think you should have gone in the locker room after that game and said, hey, to the defense, what's up? Nah, nah, what's nah, up? nah. It was the fourth thing. But after that, Skip, I think we pitched like three shutouts in the next six games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they wanted to made up for it. I, well, I was Skip, there in your playoff. By the way, opposing defenses – our game planning for Micah Parsons. It seems like these coordinators agree with you. That's for sure. All right. So much more NFL action for Skip and Shannon to dive into after the break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down 
on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. USA Today releasing the NFL Coaches Project. The project illustrates racial disparity in coaching. Most minority coaches are skilled position coaches and are rarely hired for either coordinators or head coaching roles. The project listed nine excuses teams have used in the past, including, quote, didn't look the part, lacked necessary experience to lead, or did not interview well. Shannon, what's your reaction to this? Before the what the elephant left on the show ground. <laughs> Skip, the number one said he's never called plays. Now, I'm going to give you some names of guys that became head coaches that had never called plays. Matt Nagy, you ever heard of him? Matt LaFleur, O'Connell, and not a head coach in Minnesota. Zach Taylor, Nathaniel Hackett, Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Never called plays. Yeah, Nathaniel did at Jacksonville. But, did, that's okay. you're right, yeah, right. but, but, but I got you. He, he wasn't calling plays, plays for under, Green under, Bay. Under, no, under, under, under LaFleur. I got you. So they get jobs. Yeah. Byron Leftwich called yep. plays. Yeah. Uh, Eric Benjamin called. Now they say, well, any, uh, well, Andy Reid. You didn't say that when Matt Nagy was on his staff. You didn't mention anything about Andy Reid. No. How about this? Say, skip. They said uh, uh, clock management. Mm-hmm. You tell me in the first two games that you think Nathaniel Hackett knows anything about clock management. Thank As you. As a matter of fact, he went outside and hired somebody else to help him in game with clock management. He did. And don't get me started on Mike McCarthy on clock management. Oh, Go my, ahead. Hold on. Too many friends listed on potential coaching staff. What? Now, where did that come from? Skip, so how many people that you think are on the coaching staff that the head coach don't know? <laughs> That's how you get the job. No, I thought that was like a plus, right? <laughs> Duh. What? So, unable, unsure, unable to, uh, 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 ability to motivate veteran players. You think Mike McCarthy... You heard Mike McCarthy in, in skipping Hard Knocks. You tell me he can motivate anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Keep going. Didn't interview with... Man, Skip, this is How embarrassing. Didn't what, what was didn't look the part. Look the part. Yeah, didn't look the part. Yeah, you black. What? He was black. That's what that's the part they talking about. Okay. Now think about Skip when they talk about coaches. Now when you look at old line coaches, mm. that's a thinking position. White guy, quarterback coach, thinking position. White guy. Now you, you hey you, can you coach the wide receivers? Athletic position, running back. Athletic position, DB. Athletic position. No but I can't. But I can't. Hey. A lot of times, linebacker coaches think you got to think, you know, middle backer, man, I need you to think. I need you to be able to call the defense. See? Mm. Yep. It's like, look, I mean, just say, I would just say, bro, I'm not going to hire you. Don't bring me in there for no sham. Don't give me all these never call plays because we see guys that have never called plays get jobs. Yep. That's just one that you use because you, well, if you had called plays, mm. no, stop it. Mm. Motivate. Skip, you know, how do you know if somebody can motivate or not? Yep. 
if you don't give them a chance. But it seems like you're willing to give the black counterparts a chance mm-hmm. to do all the things that you say I'm not ready to do just yet, mm-hmm. like call plays, yep. like clock management, like motivate players, and let me build my staff how I want. Yep. Hey, look. You can't change it. And I, I, I know Troy Benson. I played against Troy. I know Troy Benson very well. Number two in command, Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. And I do believe He's Roger... quoted liberally through this. Yes. yes. I believe Roger Goodell is doing all he possibly can. But like he says, when he has to face the media, I, what do you want me to do? I've tried to incentivize it. We say we'll give you extra draft compensation. And the owner's like, nah. We're going to hire who we want, and we're going to give you these bull-jive reasons of why we're not hiring them. But at the end of the day, we're going to hire who we want. Mm-hmm. And guys that look like us, that talk like us, that sound like us, that hang in the community circle mm-hmm. like us, because a lot of these guys get, get references. You know, I didn't hire him, but I think, you know, who would be good for you? Oh, such and such. Yeah, 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 I heard he really – Oh, Byron left, get left out. Now, I don't know where – we know Byron is calling the plays. Even Bruce Aaron, Bruce Aaron didn't, got no, didn't have no play sheet. The man calls him, but you know what, Skip? Only black coaches, when they coach other great players, don't get credit. Because, oh, that's Tom Brady. How many jobs, how many guys Tom Brady done got a job? He got uh, uh, Weiss, Charlie Weiss a job. He got Bill O'Brien a job. He got uh, uh, Josh McDaniels a job. Denver the first time, yeah. What about Peyton? How many jobs you done got them guys? Brett Favre, Brett Skip, Brad Bob got John Gruden, Andy Reid, uh, 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 it's, so, it's a whole tree. Steve, yeah. Steve Mariucci. No, no, he did. He done got so many guys' job, but let a black a black guy even look at a great quarterback. Man, that's all him. That's all Peyton. That's all Tom Brady. That's all Drew Reed. And now, unfortunately, Eric Benjamin got laid because he got Patrick Mahomes. So he's never going to get the credit that he deserved because he said, that's all Patrick Mahomes. And that's Andy's system. Andy really do it all the time. So, Skip, I, I don't really know. Skip, it, it's just frustrating. But I just, these owners, they make too much work. The average franchise is worth $4.5 billion. How the hell are you going to tell a man that got a franchise worth $4.5 billion who the hell to hire? Mm. They're going to look at you like, like you got 17 heads and 50 eyes. Mm. Get out of my office. Get out of my phone. Fact. So, to all your points, none of this was shocking to me. No. Except for the biggest picture. And I compliment USA Today. They did a terrific they job. They did extensive, yep. Extensive research. Terrific interviews and and great structure to this. Right. I, I recommend everybody pl- please just call it up and read it. There there are two or three stories on this this whole bombshell right. research that they did. But here's the biggest picture takeaway for me. There are 722 on-field coaches as we speak in the National Football League. 44 percent of those 722 are, they, they, as the survey says, they identify as non-white. So right. let's just say what, whatever, right. however you want to characterize right. that. They're Hispanic not white. Or, they're yeah, whatever whatever yeah, they are. Yes. 44% is pretty great. Mm-hmm. It's why these organizations that grade minority and diversity hiring for the NFL will, will give them every year an A or an A- minus right. because 44% is pretty good. Yeah. Aha, but you must dig a level deep, maybe two levels deeper. Because, what positions are they? Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> now let's go back to the rest of the survey, shall we? Uh, 29 of the league's 31 running backs coaches this season are coaches of color. Mm. That's 93%. Wow. Wow. Huh, but that's the running backs coach. Right. And wide receivers coach, 70% are non-white. I, I'm pretty sure it'd be 70% black, but I don't know that for right. a fact. But let's, I think we can leap to that conclusion. Yet, offensive line, quarterback coaches are 
90% white and 81% white, respectively. That's offensive line and quarterback coaches, 90% and 81% white. Mm -hmm. Well, clearly, those are the positions that you rise from up into offensive coordinator, up into head coach. Yes. So you you have a a high ceiling from those positions. You have no ceiling at these other positions, and then defensive backs would be the other you already pointed out. Right. And you know what it smacked of to me? Remember the most infamous Robert Sarver quote, according to ESPN, was, I forget who he hired, but, but he was saying, that the quote was, he was using the N-word, and he said, Earl those, Watson. Those, it was, I don't think it was Earl Watson, I think it was before that. Oh, but, yeah, it might have been somebody okay, in, in but, the but, but whatever, the quote was, those ends need, need an end to, to coach. coach them. Right. Well, isn't that the same concept that yes. we're working with here? Mm-hmm. So this is slick on the NFL's part. They're getting away with the big picture, getting A-minuses for their minority hiring, right. but... But they're higher position that yes. you know there's no pipeline for them to there's go no and pipeline. to be up high to there's, get to be no, head coach. There's no pipeline. I hate bringing this up, but it's fact. If you look at what Bill O'Brien did for Mike Vrabel, I know Mike Vrabel. I played against him. He was a very and I'm not and I think he's a very good head coach. He is. He was I the agree. linebackers coach at the uh, uh, the Houston Texans. And those are minority. I mean, majority white M- majority, coaches. Yes. Now okay. Romeo Cornell was the D coordinator. Bill O'Brien demoted Romeo Cornell. Mm-hmm. Put Mike Vrabel in the position of D.C. The next year, what did Mike Vrabel get? The head coaching job in Tennessee. Then he turns around and rehired Romeo Cannell in the very D.C. spot that he re- – And he said, well, what ain't nothing wrong like with that? he had to clear the path. Yes! Yeah. Because it's, it's going to be really hard for us to hire a head coach that was a position, a linebacker coach. Mm-hmm. It does. It happens. Herm Edwards got hired. He, he was a special teams coach. Yep. John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. But more special times teams. than not, Skip, yep. they go for the head coach. No, excuse they do. me. The former head coach, OC or DC. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad to see uh, um, uh, uh, Todd Bowles resurface, get an opportunity. And this time he got a great quarterback. Normally when black coaches get uh, jobs, Gil, yeah. you, you yeah, ain't. This was rare. This right. Was rare. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim Caldwell. Now, Jim Caldwell, did a, he was doing a great job in, in Detroit. Go look at the record. Yeah. They get it. Now, look at Pencil. Now, where he at? He, now, he done, mess, he done mess set the, the program back three, four years back in New England. Hmm. Bruce Arians was quoted as saying they're not going to hire position coaches very often to be head coaches unless they have a tremendous history of leadership. Anthony Lynn, you played with I him. I did. He, you could just see it, yes. feel it, know it. Yes. He's a natural-born leader. leader yes. That's how he rose through right. all this mess here, all the, all these restrictions mm-hmm. and these, these roadblocks right. that are put up. Yes. He rose up through it. I'm going to hark back to one of the great forces of nature I was ever around as a head coach, Jimmy Johnson, right. who works here at this mm-hmm. network. He was never looked upon as some defensive guru, even though he rose up through the ranks. He paid serious dues, right. but he finally became a coordinator at Arkansas. Then he was briefly a coordinator at Pitt, and he got yeah. the Oklahoma State head, head coaching job. Yeah. job. Everybody knew at every level, even when he was the defensive line coach at Oklahoma way back in the early 70s, the game of the century game. Yeah, that, 71 okay, against yeah, Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay, so he's coaching the D-line. But everybody knew because I was close to all those guys, and Barry Switzer, they just knew Jimmy's destined because he is a leader of men. He's natural born. Mm-hmm. I promise you, 
There are a number of black assistants in this league who are just natural born leaders of men. But they're they're not. Jimmy got lucky because he knew Jerry from Arkansas. And Jerry said, I'm going to go get that guy. But see, right? Skip, the thing is that black men, they tell you, you got to temper it down. I mean, you can't. You, you no, can't I got be, it. Yeah, it's almost beat. like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a conflict. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah, because all, like Jimmy is firing brimstone, going to get you ready to go. Black guy, you, you, you can't be like Careful. that. You, you got to yeah. come on now. You, got, you got can't it. be confrontational. You got to let them know that every, Yep. Oh, I, I got to be me. And it's just, it's, it's a bunch of bull jive. We see it for what it is, but it's like that in society. So in football, is a mi- NFL and sports are a microcosm of society. Yep. So, hey, I know, hey, bro, hey, such and such about to get the job. So he start filling out his staff. Skip, I know I'm going to get the job. Guess what? I'm going to start filling out my staff. They don't even know I got the job. But guess what? I know I got the job. So, yep. hey, such and such got that job. I heard such and such going to get the job. Hey, uh. man, you, you know him? I mean, I've had... Bro, I don't know it. I, don't, I, I wish I could put a word in for you, but I don't know it. Now, Mike Shanahan got a job. Uh, Kyle, I know Kyle. I can put a put a word in you for Kyle. Or uh, Gary Kubiak got another job. Hey, I can put a word in for you, but I, I don't know. I don't know him, bro. Yeah, it's just this. Now we got this parade of young, white, offensive gurus. That, that's, that came from under Sean McVay. Sean yeah. McVay never called plays. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he was a tight As a matter of fact, when I went to, I went to uh, 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 speak to the, uh, the Washington football yep. team back in 22, RG3. If I'm not mistaken, he might have been the tight end coach. Who, who was? Sean McVay. Oh, Sean McVay was yeah. tight end. I believe he was. Yes. With, with Kyle and Mike. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Yes, he was. He got a head coach's job. I know, I know. Man, LaFleur ain't called no plays. He was over the job. Everybody got it. Zach Taylor. Yep. Kevin O'Connell. They, they got, they, oh, I thought you needed to, Skip, I thought you needed to call plays, though. <sighs> Man, nigga got a job. I, I, I thought, but you. Mm. Oh, never mind. Mm, never mind. At some point in time, Skip, we're going to run out of excuses. It's the call to plays and too many friends and no previous clock game management and un- ability to motivate veteran players. First of all, I shouldn't have to motivate you. Now, I'm going to, hey, bro, you get a salary, bro. Uh, I got it. So, bottom line, league that's seventy percent black players yeah. has now three black head coaches. Right? Mm-hmm. We got one in Pittsburgh, and we got one in Tampa. And I think Robert Sala. They say Robert Sala. Well, he's and, of and, color. And, yeah, he's and, Lebanese and, 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 and uh, um, Ron Rivera. Yes, right. Is there anybody else that we're missing, Skip? Nope. We have three black head coaches. Right. I guess. And Lovey Smith. Lovey, and that's it. Lovey, yeah. Yep. That's it. Those three. Seventy percent black, three head coaches out of thirty-two. Thank you. Thank you, USA Today, for yeah. drawing more attention to this. Mm-hmm. Excellent mm-hmm. points, gentlemen. When we come back, we're gonna move on to the NBA training camps now underway. Steve Nash giving us some insight on what he's gonna <sighs> expect from Ben Simmons this okay. season. Uh-oh. You don't want to miss what he had to say. That's next on Undisputed. When talking about Ben Simmons, Nets head coach Steve Nash said, quote, I don't care if he ever shoots a jump shot. He said that what makes Simmons special is playmaking and versatility. Shannon, did you like or have a problem with what Nash said about Ben Simmons? I didn't like it. And that all sounds well and good until you get into the fourth quarter and the team neutralize your other four players and they force him to shoot the shot. And then what happens? Doc Rivers said shoot the free throw or the shot. Yeah, either one. Because, no, he'll pass up the shot. And then if you file him, guess what's going to happen? Clank, clank. Or maybe if you're fortunate enough, he'll go 50%. He'll make one of the two. Mm. And that was all saying, Skip, it sounds good. I don't, mm. we got enough scoring. We got Kyrie. We got KD, yada, yada, yada. 
Let that sink in for a second. You're talking about a man that, that plays the guard position, and you say, I don't care if he doesn't shoot a jump shot. Really? So basically, you're willing to play late in the ball game. He's going to become unplayable. Because I'm going to make him skip. He's not going to be, he's not going to be a cheerleader. I'm going to make him become an active participant in this game. Oh, he's going to, he's going, I'm going to. Guess what? If I get behind, I'll hack a shack. I can do that up to two minutes. Oh, I'm going to slow this game down, and I'm going to get right back in it. So he's going to have to shoot, be it a jump shot or a free throw, but he's going to shoot something because mm. I'm going to make it. How? Can you? Why would you even say this? Why would you reinforce that? No, I'm going to encourage him. We want him to shoot. And if he makes it, fine. If he doesn't, that's fine too. But I want him to be unafraid of shooting because right now he is afraid. It's not that he can't shoot because we see him in practice, we see him in the game and, and, and warm-ups and stuff like that. He's shooting. No, he's not. He's afraid, and therein lies the problem. And as you, if you're afraid to do something, the more that a moment arrives and it puts you in that situation, guess what? Mm. He's gonna fold again. Mm. So I didn't like it because you talk about a guy and Skip. You gave me, oh, he's been an all-star. He's been an all-defensive player. None of that meant anything in the game seven against Atlanta. No, even though he was rookie of the year. He was two-time first-team All-Defense and three-time All-Star. All-Star. And, and, and he, he in the fourth quarter, he becomes player with that resume because he's afraid to shoot. Okay. I cannot defend that final point that you just made because that is the point. I, I can't speak to, right now, Ben's fragile sort of psychological and maybe even physical health because he is coming off back surgery. So right. I, I, I can't speak to it because I don't know how that's going to play out. Right. I do think Steve Nash is going to be good for him because I think he's, he's good when it comes to the psychological right. side. So I think however much he can help him, he will. But is he fixable? Is he savable? Right. Can you bring him back? To Encourage him to shoot, not, yes. not to shoot. Okay. I have witnessed games in which he's made 10 out of 12 free throws. The problem becomes late in the game when you have to make them because they're putting the spotlight on you yeah. saying, can you make them? We're going to hack a bin. We're going to force you to go stand there by yourself 15 feet away. Can you make one? And unfortunately, in that game, he could not. And it got so bad that he is literally he's passing up a dunk because he's fearful he's going to get fouled on a right. dunk where at least you could have dunked it and, and, and maybe just dunk him, in the, dunk, him in, yeah. dunk him in the basket. Yeah, dunk him, and, and even if you have to go shoot one more, at least you got two out of at it. At least you got two right. out of okay. it, yes. But I, I did love what Steve Nash said about him because I got to tell you, this still very young man is an extraordinary basketball player given everything else but what, what you said, and that could be the biggest but right. of all. But, but the point is, here's Nash's quote. He's just an incredible playmaker because he's a really yes. big-time passer. Size, speed, ability, unselfishness. He's always looking to get guys open. He's a great screener, which is he high IQ. He gets it. Terrific vision. And the point is, Nash is saying, I, I, I'm not afraid to play him as my five on defense. He's 6'11". Right. So it's Magic-esque. You remember Magic, obviously, had to play for Kareem in, in game, six. game six of the Philadelphia NBA Finals. Finals. And, and he dominated the game as the five, right. you know, because Magic could do that. I right. saw Magic in a game against then my Dallas Mavericks. It was game seven at the forum is to get to the Finals against Roy Detroit. Tarpley. And Roy Tarpley is seven feet tall. And in the fourth quarter, Magic just said, I got him. 
Magic's 6'9", and he, he's stout, physical, right. got grown man strength, and he just took Roy Tarpley out of the game. But the, the point is, Ben can do that because Ben is longer than Magic was, and he's two inches taller. Right. And he's I a better defender than Magic. You yeah. know, we get well, mad, he's a better defender. But I'll never forget what he did to little Maestre, little Trey Young in Game 7. Very quietly, Trey was going 5 of 23 in that game because – Ben was defending – how tall is Trey? Six feet six. or whatever he is. Okay, he's, we'll he, give him six. We got six and 11 defending six feet tall mm-hmm. because he's just engulfing him with his wingspan. He's just saying – Right. At, at the half court line, he's just going – You can't get by me. You, right. can't, you, you can't shoot over me right. because he's agile. He's quick. And he is one of the fastest players in the league with the ball in his hands going mm-hmm. up the court. Well, well, Nash loves all that because Nash loves the, the, the all-around game because that's how you won back-to-back MVPs. Aren't this concerning to you? A man that's been in the league six years and he hasn't improved his jump shot? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't get it because that's in your head. Skip, look at Lonzo because Ball. Because to your point, I watch him shoot it in practice. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with, with the, the, the functional shot. Look at Lonzo. He's yeah. injured now. But look at Lonzo. Well, he just from fixed it. He was shooting 42% from Look three. at John. Skip, it's hard for me to believe yeah. that somebody, that if you went I, and, I buy that. And, and I, I don't care what it is. Skip, yeah. I don't care what the task is. I might not have ever done anything, but if you give me a six-year span, yep. I will get okay. I might not become great at it. Yep. I'm not, they're not asking him to become Clay or Steph or Dame Lillard shooting the basketball. But you mean to tell me you can't get incrementally better? Good point. So Good I'm question. At, my question is now, when you go to the gym, what exactly are you working on? Okay, so Nash is trying to take all the pressure off him by saying a lot of nights he will be our five on defense, and every night he will be our point guard. Right. Okay, so what, what a dichotomy is that? Right. Who, who does that except some magic? But, but this is like on an every-night basis. I think they're thinking he's a better defender than Nicky Claxton is. At, how tall is he? He's like 6'10", six, six six 11, 11, yeah, yeah. That, that range. But they're saying – we just might play him on defense in the middle of the lane on, on the because big Because the thing guy. is with him on the offensive end, he can be our playmaker. Nicky Clax is not going to be no, a playmaker. No, on, no, on, I, But the versatility is off the charts. It's almost unprecedented. Yeah. I, I've never heard of anything like this. Oh, because, go. Well, okay, I'll oh, give go. you that. You remember what he did to Tim Duncan? Okay, I'll give you remember what they did to Duncan? I don't Tiago. You remember what we Tiago. You just went from Tim Duncan to Tiago. Well, but that's, that's the range we do. Okay. We do right. Nurkic. We do Splitter. Right. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay, I'll give you some of that. <laughs> but LeBron is 6'9". We're talking yeah. about 6'11". We're talking about LeBron-esque basketball IQ. And, and yet, to your point, the big hole in this is Nash is saying, just play the point, distribute. Because think of what he's distributing to. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie. How about Seth Curry? How Maybe about Joe Patty Harris. Mills? How about Joe Harris? T.J. Warren? Right. I can just keep on keeping on. It, it, they're just – they go eight deep in shooters. He doesn't need to shoot until he has to shoot. Exactly. Okay, I, I give Skip, you I'm going to make him a participant. He's not going to be a cheerleader. You're not going to be like, good, hey, good job, Katie. Good job, Kyrie. Good shot, Seth. No, 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 no. Remember, the beauty is this is the antithesis of what we usually see because usually we see guys who really can't shoot who, are, who just demand to shoot. Right. They're going to jack it up every chance right. they get. And you say, stop it. Mm-hmm. Like Westbrook last year, he's just going to brick. He's, he's going to shoot them. It's just like the quarterback. Well, I don't need him to throw. I don't need him to throw for 300 yards. You don't need your quarterback to throw until you need him to throw. Because okay. guess what? I'm going to make it come a point in time yeah. in the fourth quarter, Skip, yeah. and you're going to need a throw to get this first down or to get you in field goal range. And then guess what? Now, all of a sudden, well, 
Well, but I just can't believe a okay. man, this I, talented I Skip, it. hadn't worked on that. Okay. Come on I now, Skip. It. But he is still capable. I, I saw him that one night at Utah when there was no Joel Embiid. Yeah. Against Rudy Gobert. Remember, he got 40. I, I, I remember that, Skip, but you gave me one instant in a six-year career. I'm going to need more. Yeah. Well, he's capable. I, I've seen him do Are we sure this he's is, capable? He's all in the head. Yes. Okay. Highly sure. And to your point, I like it that Nash is taking the pressure off, but I think very quietly he will start to turn up the heat by building confidence in this kid. He's still a kid to me. Yeah. And, until um, there was even two years ago he was going to shoot threes. We saw a video of him right. shooting threes in practice because he could make them. Okay. Shoot them. Shoot them. We got to yeah. shoot, Skip. Work on it. Go to the gym. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what he's working on the gym. Mm. But he ain't gotten better shooting the shot. Not yet. Well, at least, gentlemen, Ben Simmons says he's feeling good after that back surgery and then, of course, the ongoing mental health issues. He's got a couple of preseason practices under his belt now and says he's doing great. Good. All right, up next here on Undisputed, Bill Belichick making it clear he is not a doctor, in case anyone was wondering, when it comes to Mac Jones's injury. We'll be right back. When Bill Belichick was asked about Mac Jones, he said a dozen times, typical Belichickian fashion, that the quarterback was, quote, day by day with a high ankle sprain, an injury Jones suffered in last week's loss to the Ravens. Shannon, were you amused, annoyed, what, by Belichick's constant response? I'm annoyed by the media that keep asking him, hoping that Coach Belichick is going to slip up when he's not going to slip up. He goes to the press conference trying to give you as little as possible. He's rehearsed this over his 40-, 50-year NFL career. He's not going to give you anything. And instead of you going trying to – and once he's like – once he answers twice, Skip, now the story became he said that he's not a doctor, he's not an orthopedic 12 times. So now that's the story as opposed to giving you any information. You, you know Mac Jones is not playing any time in the foreseeable future. He can even I, make, I don't know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. Yeah. He, he, he ain't playing. He ain't playing within the next three weeks. That, yeah. I, I feel very comfortable in saying that. Mm. Hell, he couldn't even get off the field on his own. They had to carry his ass off the field uh, like he had won the championship. And then they had to help him into the locker room. Yeah, some of the Patriot reporters are saying, don't be shocked if he tries to play on Sunday because that's just what he's made of. But go ahead. Okay, made yeah. of. He, he, Skip, he's not going to give you any more than the bare necessities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Everybody's active. Everybody's injured at some point. It's just, and it just becomes like, this is who he is. So I don't listen to Coach Belichick expecting to deduce anything. Because if you watch the if you listen to him talk after win, you swear nobody played good or everybody played great. Because he's not going to give you anything. The man never complimented Tom Brady. Tom played great, but we had a, a bunch of people play great. Yeah. So, I, so what, what the hell? I mean, yeah. Tom just threw for 400. Yeah, but, you know, the guys caught the ball. The guys ran the ball. So, Skip. At some point in time, you know what? I, I would hate to be a beat for the Patriots, a beat rider for the Patriots, or because I ain't gonna get nothing. I agree. Then That's my boss gonna be like, well, well, Sean, what you got? I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. I was there. He said nothing. They say nothing. In the locker room, they're gonna say next to nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yep. So how you want me to do it? I can't even tell you if I'm a good beat reporter because I ain't got nothing to beat. I ain't got nothing to say. There's no Shannon Sharp in that locker. <laughs> no. Room. And, no. And if Shannon Sharp were in that locker room. He, he would land there long. be gone. Then we got me up out of the skip. Right. You'd, you'd have a gag order at your locker. <laughs> you exactly. I would. Yeah. Okay. This is just me. 
but this is already going down in Patriot lore as Belichick did it again. Yeah. It's right there with on to Cincinnati. It's right there with I'm not Mona Lisa Vito, yeah. speaking to yeah. my cousin Vinny. I'll get to that in a second. Those were amusing. Those were endearing because he did have Tom Brady right. to back him up. And just for the record, on to Cincinnati occurred on September 29th and 30th then, but it was it was a Monday night football game. That was 2014, game. though, right? 2014, early 2014. They had fallen to 2-2 two and two on Monday night football, losing 41-14 to 14 at Kansas City. I sat in Bristol, Connecticut that night watching the post-game Monday night football show. Several analysts declared the Patriots dead and declared how sad it was that Tom Brady was going to have to go out this way with so few weapons mm-hmm. that, that Belichick hadn't helped him enough by giving him a good enough supporting cast. Okay. The next day, I wrote for ESPN.com. You can look it up. They ain't dead yet because right. they still got Brady and they still got Belichick, and they're on to Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati the next Sunday in Foxborough, 43-17. to 17. And guess what happened thereafter? They marched right on. They had to go through deflate gate at the end of the year. That was a hellacious year of right. things happening. Mm-hmm. What, what drama ensued, but they, they went all the way to the Seattle Super Bowl, and then it took a fateful play by, as you know, Malcolm Butler to right. save the game, but Brady was extraordinary in the fourth quarter against the Legion of Boom. They won the Super Bowl. Right. So on to Cincinnati took on historical proportions because they were not only just on to Cincinnati, they were on to the Super Bowl, Correct. right? Just before they left for that Super Bowl, Deflate Gate right. hit the fan, and boy, it hit it hard. Right. And so Belichick called his own press conference and went Mona Lisa <laughs> Vito out of my cousin Vinny because she was a genius about cars. She knew everything there was to know about cars and saved the court case because right. of her car knowledge for those who know the movie. But Belichick makes a wild reference to I'm not Mona Lisa right. Vito. And his point was, I don't know everything there is to know about Footballs and inflation. I'm not reading the MRI. Right. Well, that, that's okay. So it's the same idea. But yet, that day, I'm saying, Bill, I, I think you do know everything about inflation or deflation yeah. of footballs because you 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 cross every T and dot he every knows, I. He knows everything about everything. It's kind of like the situation skill, but they was asking, they was trying to get knowledge about the Tom's thumb. What, what happened? It, it ain't open heart surgery. That's what he said he after the game. Like, he, he had thrown for 124 in the fourth yeah. quarter against Nathaniel Hackett and Jacksonville. Right. And they asked, how impressed were you with Tom's performance? Because he had 12 stitches, according to Tom, in his thumb, base of his throwing thumb. And he said, it's not exactly open-heart surgery. Another classic Belichick quote. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, I was more annoyed by this because I don't think they're very good. So no. I don't know if you could – it's like Popovich in San Antonio. I don't know if you can keep getting away with this if you don't have Tim Duncan he, and Manu and Tony Parker. Well, he can, Skip, because this – now, I mean, it's an expectation that this is what you're going to get. Skip, I mean, Coach, Coach Pop will give you a little – I mean, he's not as cold and as callous as he used to be on the sideline. He used to just bully reporters. But, but, you, but it got to the point that's what they expected. And, and a lot of people thought that was – Endearing, yeah. like like it was. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. curmudgeon pop. You know, that's and, just the way. He so is. what did it say? That's how, that's how Coach Belichick yeah. did. Okay. We're not asking you to be Dr. Elatrage. We're not mm-hmm. asking you to be one of these foremost ortho, foremost known orthopedics. But can you get? Well, here's the thing. He does have a, se- a severe ankle, high ankle sprain. Um, the timetable upon his return, we don't know right now. We'll see how it progresses at the end of the week. We've gotten the MRI. 
You got the results. You didn't read them, but you got the results. You have orthopedics on your staff, some of the best. Yeah, he said day by day. What do I look like, a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon? I don't know. Talk to the medical experts. No, you talk to them. Well, well, here's the Didn't thing. you talk to them? I, that's when somebody says, sure, Coach Belichick, can you make those guys available to us? Mm-hmm. And then we can ask them. No, you're never going to let that happen. So since we can't ask them directly, we're asking you, what is the status of Matt Jones? A legitimate question, yes. by the way. Because like, is he going to play or not? Yes. Everybody needs right. to know, wants to know. And that's the thing, Skip, is that most coaches like, okay, Dak. I mean, just imagine if Mike McCarthy came out there, oh, Dak is day to day, knowing the severity of the injury. That we, we wouldn't allow that. But we've allowed Coach Belichick for so long now. Yeah. It just turned on the cheat coach. Oh, come on. Come on, man. I mean, like I said, it'd be very difficult. I commend anybody that's writing that's a beat writer or cover the Patriots because your job is made damn near impossible to do because of him. That is true. The problem is, I don't think this is a different circumstance. Mac Jones is actually injured here. Right. But even if he weren't injured, I don't think he can back up day by day or whatever the classic right. quote is because now you got Green Bay right. and Foxborough this Sunday and you, you need to – to make this quote historical right. by saying they backed it up. They knocked off right. Green Bay. Right. I don't think they will knock off Skip, Green Bay. That quote wouldn't, wouldn't had uh, on to Cincinnati would have had no historical or significance to it if they don't go on and they, win the they, Super Bowl. Because go. people have said a lot of things during the course of the year, and, we, and when they don't go on and win the ultimate prize, Nobody we forget about it. It gets lost. Forget it immediately. <laughs> but they beat Cincinnati 43-17, to 17, exactly. and everybody said, wait a second, maybe they're not dead. Correct. And then all of a sudden, they get on a roll, and they wind up beating Andrew Luck and company in the AFC Championship game, and Brady is accused of deflating, illegally right. deflating the footballs. Yet with legally inflated football in the second half, he destroyed Indianapolis. Well, Just, I guess uh, LeGarrette Blunt was carrying whatever he was carrying. He must not <laughs> had anything because he ran for damn near 200 yards. He did. And I said, Skip, as a matter of fact, I had my podcast. I said, they could have been throwing a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. They still were going to beat the hell out of the Colts. The Colts had... The Colts had gone into Denver and upset them in the divisional they round, did. or the Patriots would have had to go on the road and to face the and Broncos. Andrew Luck beat Peyton Manning. Beat Peyton Manning. Yeah. And so I'm like, it could have been a bowling ball. It didn't matter. So what, okay, it didn't have any effect. So what are they going to do about LeGarrette Blunt running for a, a thousand yards in that game? What, are we going to talk about anything about that? No. It, you lost. Mm-hmm. And it, but Coach, Bel- Coach Belichick didn't help Tom Brady. Tom, like, Bruh, you do realize you just ran over me, right? He threw him right under he a big him bus. Off the bus. Tom was on the bus just riding his mind. He, his own. <laughs> he said, get out of here. He ran over him four or five and times with the team bus. Yes. He yep. said, y'all need to ask, y'all need ask, to ask Tom. Ask my quarterback. Ask Tom about yeah. that. Yeah. Tom was like, Tom was getting, getting his knee worked on, looking at his head like, huh? Coach Belichick just say that? He did. Ask Tom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Not exactly open heart surgery, Tom. Oh, man. Huh. Yeah, Tom was feeling some type of way. <laughs> I would say. That's why he's in Tampa Bay. But he's going to mention Coach Belichick in his Hall of Fame speech, though. He probably will. He got to. Well, that's just. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't accomplish that without Coach Belichick. I'll give him 25% of the credit. <laughs> you give you give him 5% of the credit. I think they needed each other <laughs> yeah, to thank some you. extent, guys. All right, moving on. Should the undefeated Dolphins, yes, undefeated Dolphins, be underdogs tonight? We'll dive into that when we come back.
and the one and two Bengals are a three and a half point favorite according to Fox Bet Sportsbook going into tonight's game against Tua and those undefeated Dolphins. Shannon, who wins and why? Skip, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I've been very impressed with what I've seen for Tua. Uh, the offense has been opened up. They've given them playmakers, uh, added uh, Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle was there last year coming out with an outstanding rookie season. And he's picked right up where he's left off uh, his rookie season. We know what Tyreek brings. I like Gasicki. They got a second tight end. They can run the ball. I, mean, I think they're going to need to run it a little better. They have Mostert um, uh, uh, and uh, Edmonds, but I think they need to run it just a, a tad better. That defense is better than people give it credit for. And one of the best signings that has gone unnoticed is Melvin Ingram. Uh, South Carolina uh, uh, kid, mm-hmm. uh, and he's been unbelievable. As a matter of fact, he was just voted, if I'm not mistaken, AFC Defensive Player of the Month. A uh, couple of sacks, forced fumble, fumble recovery, uh, 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 got a pick six for a touchdown. He's played really, really well, Skip. And Joe Burrow's taken a lot of hits, Skip. 15 sacks in three games already, tied for most in the NFL. Uh, 29 hits taken, second most in the NFL. And he had... I mean, it's kind of hard to pick up where you left off last year when you find yourself picking yourself up off the ground. What we thought is that that revamped offensive line, and they spent a lot of money on that. They got uh, a Karras from uh, uh, New England. Yep. They got uh, one of the guys from, uh, I think, Marpet got they him did. from uh, yep. Tampa. Mm-hmm. And they signed Lyle Collins and Free Agency from the Cowboys. Skip, they've been bad. They've been bad. And I thought they were going to be better than what they were. And so I, I'm going to take, take the Bengals in a close game. Mm. Um, I think uh, uh, Tua does a great job. Going to do a great job of getting the ball to his playmakers, and that's what he can do. He's, he's been getting the ball to his playmakers. They've been making plays. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the uh, the Dolphins in a close game t- tonight. And you will be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. No, you just want Tua. You just want Burrow because that's your guy. You you hitched your wagon to him. Tua used to be your guy. Then you jumped completely no, off the bandwagon. Like now you got one like one toe up on the bandwagon. I still like right? Tua. They, still- they they did a great job, Skip, because what did they do? They went back and gave him what he had at Alabama. Mm. When you got Judy and you got Ruggs and you got Waddle, you got Devontae Smith and you got all these guys, mm. Najee Harris and you got these guys running. Mm. Hey, just get it to your guys and let them make plays for you, too. Mm. Dolphins are extremely overrated. If you look hard at what has happened, they took advantage of Mac Jones and company in Miami in game one because they just destroyed Mac Jones. And I will give you that, but I don't think New England is very good, as we just spoke of in the previous topic. They needed a miracle to come back on your Ravens. A miracle. It took a miracle. I still don't know Did how Did they do happened. that? They did it. Okay. But they were dead and buried in that game. Am I right? Because they're down three touchdowns. Tua said they wrote him off, but yep. he didn't write back. Oh, I don't think he said that. I think he borrowed <laughs> that from Gino. Didn't he? I did, I did. And maybe he should have borrowed that from Gino. <laughs> I thought they were extremely fortunate to survive, excuse me, survive Buffalo because they got absolutely dominated by Buffalo and they won. Yeah. And I kept looking at the numbers on Monday morning and I said, how did this happen? Yeah. I don't know. Except that that quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, he didn't make the key play, key play, key play, but two it did. Yeah, see? Made you counted one, it. one key throw to waddle down the middle on third and forever. It, it third broke, and 22. It, yeah, third and 22. He made a throw that basically won the football yeah. game. But then they tried to give it back. They had the butt punt. They said, here. <laughs> Here, Josh, you can have it. We, we don't deserve it. We're really not that good. We were very overrated. Josh, the game is yours. And Josh can't hack it. <clears throat> and then he dumps one 
to his little running back who can't get out of bounds. Yes. And all of a sudden, they can't clock it, and they wind up not having a long-distance yeah, field goal to you win. Ca- you counted two out. Yeah. I counted him in. You counted him in? So you're back on the two a bandwagon, says Shannon Sharp. This is more – Skip, this is more – it's hard to say that there's a more talented skill set of, a skill set I'll, of I'll, guys. I'll give you that, <laughs> except, except the one you're going to see on the other side tonight because – is, is Jamar Chase still a Bengal? Yeah. I, I think he yeah. is. Is T. Higgins still there? I don't know. He, he kind of be, he had, had that concussion the first game. I think he missed the second game. I don't know. what. I didn't really watch this game last week. Yep. So it's going to be interesting if, if he's back and how okay. Boyd played big, had played Tyler big Boyd. for him. Okay. And Hayden Hurst is the new tight end. Yeah. He's he's pretty yeah. good. I, I like him. I like. Is Joe Mixon still there? Yeah, he's yeah. still there. Is Samaji P. Ryan still there? Yep. Let me ask you a question. There. They still got a, a Williams blocking? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lyle Collins still blocking. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Harris still blocking. Yep. My pet still blocking. Okay. Who was the most sacked quarterback by far last year in the Joe regular Burrow. season and in the postseason? Joe Burrow. It wasn't even close. Yes. It was 51 times yeah, in the Joey regular B. and 19 times. It was way more than anybody else in the postseason. Guess who almost won the Super Bowl? The Bengals. And why didn't they win they it? Almost won it. Why didn't they win it? Because Vaughn Miller and Leonard Floyd in 99 started eating. They started eating. And and this this was the thing, Skip. You said they redid that offensive line. I can't tell. Give them time. Maybe tonight they come together. Joe Burrow's ain't got no time. Why y'all get time? I'm picking myself up off the ground. He's like, I'm knocking on wood (laughs) for him. It, It feels like he's indestructible, even though he had the knee injury. But last year he was indestructible. He's still a top five quarterback. Pro Football Focus still graded him last year, start to finish, all the way through the Super Bowl, as the number one quarterback in all of pro football. He's really, really good. Of the young quarterbacks, he's the closest thing I see to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. And I believe you're going to see that on display on Thursday Night Football tonight because they need to get healthier faster because I think they're still the team that will win the AFC. They, they have to win this game tonight, especially on a big stage against a hot team. I ain't even picked them to win the division. Mm. I got Lamar. I got LJ. Okay. All right. Well, you could be right about that, but I got Orange. I got Bengals. I got Burrow. And they coming out there and they throw back. They, they tiger white helmets yeah. and everything. Yep. Tua just going to come out there and carve them up. Is he going to yeah, carve them carve up? Yeah, like carve like them like, Yeah, like a Halloween punk. You know, I still see those passages hang and hang in the air, and I say, is it ever going to get there? Everybody, hey, they so wide open. They don't. It's like smoke's coming out of the back of the ball. It's like, you're coughing and belching trying to get home. What, what about that dart that he threw to the tight end? Cray crap. I didn't, I didn't see. Oh, to, the, for the yeah, you saw that dart? It was pretty good. I mean, he's no Cooper Rush, but oh, you know, there you go, Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper Rush has a better arm. You got to give him. No, that. he's got a better arm than Tua does. Tua's got a soft arm. It he still does. is. He's going to drive Tyreek nuts. Maybe it's this something about the left-handed quarterback skill, but, but, but left-handed quarterbacks always throw with touch. I mean, you look at Steve, you look at Kenny uh, Stabler, uh, Jim Zorn. None of them good. have like like the Elway or the Mahomes type. I, yeah, uh, maybe that's. See, left-handed pitchers, they make all the money. They don't be th- my, my little Tua at University of Oklahoma, he's got a pretty good arm. He's got a much better arm. I couldn't tell if they get K-State. He put up, what was it, Not 35 point. points or whatever it was. But we gave up 41. Ooh, it was a disaster. Hold on. You just told me Brett Venables. Ooh, he played defense at the Big 12. And Martinez, he said all along, they were holding me back at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. He got with a new team and ran wild. 
He ran right down our throats. I, I've never been more disappointed in an Oklahoma football coach than I was in Brent Venables. I did not see that coming. I did. You can listen to my podcast that just got posted today, and I, I go crazy about you it. You know who saw it coming? Yeah. God did. He saw it coming, God too. Did? Yeah, he saw it coming. Really? I told you y'all were overrated. You didn't want to hear that. You You're overrated. You had no idea. I did. I thought we were destined to get even with stinking Lincoln no, in the national oh, semifinal, oh, 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 and no. it's over. No, 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 no. Yeah. You, what, you get to one of the most then big behemoths. I had behemoths. to sit and watch stinking Lincoln survive at Oregon State right after my game because Caleb threw a late touchdown Skip, pass. you know it's going to be – you're just going to really hurt if he's in the college football playoff. You know it's going to really hurt if he's in the college football playoff, Skip. It's going to really hurt. Kill me. <laughs> yeah. Why you care? You say you get your last thing like a go. We got us a real coach. We got yeah, Brent Venable. I thought we had a real defense. You, and we got real nothing. We gave up 41 at home as a 13-point yeah. favorite over a team that had just lost at home to Tulane. Y'all, they had a real defense that y'all had the Selvin brothers. Well, this, this is <laughs> legit. We went to Nebraska and just shut them down. Yeah, yeah like, Nebraska really skipped. Yeah, they just fired. They just lost to Georgia Southern, that Nebraska. No. They've lost all, damn near all their games. Yeah, they still got talent on that team. All right, gentlemen. We That's a topic oh for goodness. another segment. Tonight's <laughs> meeting between Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa is their first as pros. Of course, so many comparisons between these two because Joe went first and Tua went fifth in that same draft. All right, Skip, get ready. I have a feeling you're going to have a lot to say about this next topic. Mike McCarthy, do you think he deserves more credit? No, That's coming up next right here on Undisputed. Absolutely not. The Cowboys are 2-1 and one on the season, and they've won two in a row without Dak Prescott. Now, Mike McCarthy has received plenty of blame for the Cowboys' shortcomings, but he hasn't always received praise when they've done well. Shannon, you first. Should we be quicker to give Mike McCarthy a little love, a little more credit? No, but before I go into that, I uh, was talking about uh, Skip last Cincinnati. It was Alex Kappa that decided. Ali Marpet retired. So Steve yeah. got in my ear. My research guy got in my ear and says Alex Kappa yeah, that Cincinnati Bengals yeah. signed, not Ali Marpet, who retired from the Cincinnati uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. But to answer Jane's question again, no. Question, not rhetorical. What strategic move has Mike McCarthy made that says, you know what? That was the move that won them the game. The backup quarterback all along was who? Cooper Rush. He inserted him into the game. They're running the football. So it wasn't a move that we can say, you know what? Skip, that was the move right there. Mm. If anybody's going to get credit, I'm going to give it to DQ. Because his defense has been playing lights-out football. It has. They lead the league in sack, lead they the do. league in pressures. Yep. And so that's who should be getting the credit, not Mike McCarthy, because I haven't seen anything that he's done yep. that would warrant me giving me any more credit than what he's, what he's gotten. So for me, no, I'm not going to give him any, give, give him any credit, uh, any more credit. He's done what he was supposed to do. Okay, if you want to say he beat a Cincinnati team, okay, fine. But it wasn't anything strategic. It was not anything in there that we can point back to. There was a fourth down. There was a fake punt. There was an onside kick. There was something strategic yep. that went into them winning the ball game. I believe they were better than most of the, than the, both of the teams at the time of playing. So for me, no, I ain't. I, I, I'm not. So what? They were outplayed in the first game, so what about that one? We're going to give him credit for that? He don't motivate them. It's not like they're going to like, man, he gave us this speech. Man, more than me to run through a wall for coach. No. So 
Absolutely not. He's an average coach that has a very good defensive football team, and we'll see if the, uh, the offense can eventually at some part, in, uh, some part in time during the season catch up with the defensive side of the football. Okay. So if you step back from this, biggest picture you say, well, the head coach just won back-to-back games with his backup quarterback. He deserves some credit for that. I'm going to give Mike McCarthy huge credit for staying out of the way. <laughs> Because Mike McCarthy, to me, has become like a referee or an umpire in baseball. They're at their best when you didn't notice them at all. That's when they did their best job is when you just didn't notice them at all because they were right on top of it, they got it all right, and you never even second-guessed any call that they made in football or baseball. Correct. Right? Yes. That's Mike McCarthy. I do have to give him some credit for fourth and four at the Giants 41 late in the game. It's it's a go-for-broke play. What's well, Skip, you think about how long a field goal that is. Okay. You, 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 it's, it's right in that neighborhood where, where you almost have to go for yes. it. Yes. It's just if you trust your backup quarterback, if it's not Ben DiNucci or Garrett Gilbert, maybe even Andy Dalton, who just seemed like a shell of himself when he got to Dallas and would try to win games except for the very first one when he stepped in for Dak and mm-hmm. he galloped twice. But the point was – they believe in Cooper Rush just because they've had him so long. And right. they've seen him in practice running the scout team from days on end. And they've seen him in preseason games, and they know he knows the offense and that he can operate. They can trust him to make a good decision and make a decent throw in a, a clutch moment. It's, right. it's crunch. It's, it's make or break. Right. If you miss this one, they're going to go the other way, and you just might lose the game. Well, I give McCarthy it, – it's like, duh, credit, because it's, it's almost – it's too far to kick the field goal, even right. for Brett Marfer. He's got a pretty big leg. Right. But, but it's, you're in kind of that no-man's land where you just say, just go. Right. But I do give him credit. He could have just frozen up. Right. And, and what, what we haven't had is that crucial late-game call that needs to be challenged where he just gets deer right. in headlights. He's just looking around like, I, I don't know where I am. Right. Am, am I – oh, I'm in a football game. and Oh, oh yeah, there's the scoreboard. Oh, it's too late to challenge him. And it's not like he's calling plays now. No. Well, he's never called plays, which brings me to your point. (laughs) The two unsung stars are the two coordinators because I got to tell you, Kellen Moore has had a hot hand. Yeah. The last two games with the backup quarterback, he's called a beautiful game. I I got no no quarrel because he slips in Tony Pollard and they get him on little inside reverses and they get him on the flank and they they get him outside into space. And they're doing something that Green Bay is doing. They're playing both of their running backs together. They're playing together. You know, they put Dylan and they put Jones in there together and say, whoa, we're going to play our best players. And if two two of our best players happen to be running back, hell, we're going to put their ass on the field at the same time and let's see. And we got a little bit of thunder and lightning going because we have early season Zeke going like last year. Mm -hmm. Are they going to hit the – will he start hitting the wall? Well, will they stay committed to the run or will they fall behind and then get away from okay. the run. That's the thing. If you look at the Giants, Skip, they stuck with it. They got okay. with it and All stuck right. with it. Okay. The most crushing stat of the year was last year was after week nine, they ranked, the Cowboys ranked 31st in first down plays in, 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 how, in games. Yards. Because they just couldn't run a When they run the ball into the line and get no yards or one yard. It's like Zeke for zero, Zeke for <laughs> minus one, Zeke for two. It's not enough because you put your quarterback, yeah. behind, as they say, behind the sticks. Yeah. It's just all of yeah. a sudden you look up and it's third and nine and you, you can't convert mm-hmm. third and nine. So the point is, they're, what did they do on the first play? I give Kellen more high marks for this. First play of the game, they go play action to Zeke, step back, and took up a, a 
fairly safe throw, but but still, for them, it's a gutsy throw. They let the backup quarterback on Monday night football throw an, a, a fairly deep out, a 15-yard out to C.D. Lamb. Right. Completed, and here we go. Right. And all of a sudden, the momentum starts going, oh, Dallas. Oh, right. it's like, Dallas has got right. this now. Right. And you, you, you run some slick plays with Tony Pollard, and then you, they'll they'll flash Tony Pollard up the gut. Well, it shows they have a lot of confidence in him, Skip, because a lot of times what teams will do, especially with a young quarterback or a, a, a backup quarterback, they're like, we're going to run the ball, we're going to let him. No, he's like, no, nah, we're going to get you in it right away. We throw in first play of the game. You get, you get he, he probably looked at that sheet on Sunday night. The first players were passed. Here we go. Exactly. So. Okay. So. He's had the hot hand. Hope it sustains. But Dan Quinn, to your point, he's the unofficial head coach of the team. Yeah. He's the emotional leader of the locker room because his unit is the dominant unit to me because, I'm going to say it again, they'll go as far as the defense carries them. If you look at his success when he's been a D.C., the defense has always been the dominating force. You look at him in Seattle. It was the Legion of Boom. It was that. He's always had those that type of defense. You, uh, Atlanta, whew, Man, that was that 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 debacle that he had there. But now here okay, we are. But they got there. Yeah, but they they were there. They but, were they're up twenty eight to three. But if you look at here in Dallas, what is it? Def- Even though offensively you have the names, you have Dak and you have CD and you have Zeke and you have Martin and you have Smith, Ty Smith. It's the defense that's really leading your okay. ball club. So thanks to Hard Knocks two years ago. I unfortunately had to watch exactly. Mike McCarthy attempt to motivate the football team in, in team meetings, in pregame locker room meetings, or just before you break to, to go out. <laughs> and, and it was the single lamest attempt at <laughs> motivational speeches I have ever heard. So I just wrote him off like, please stay, stay out of the way. Right. I don't think he's a fool, but, yeah. but in the end. He can't motivate nobody. He, he can't motivate anybody. So, in the end, I ask you, what exactly does he do? Doesn't call plays. I'm sure he contributes to the game plan. Right. I'm sure he's signing off on the game plan. But Kellen Moore's got some game now. Yeah. yeah and I'm not even trying to say he's the next great head coach. because well, well, I, I don't even know why coordinators automatically get head coaching. Because they don't really go together. What a coordinator does has really nothing to do with what he's supposed to be doing. Right. Right? Yeah, because you got to, uh, as a coach, you got to see yeah. over everything. Yeah. Special teams, defense, the day-to-day. No, well, Jerry handles the day-to-day. So basically he what does. he does is that he just walks the sideline, holds a big old play sheet, <laughs> and gets the, and gets the, uh, the challenges wrong. And he That's li- what he does. He listens to Jerry, and he placates him. <laughs> yes. And, and he, he has beer and nachos on Friday with Jerry and makes Jerry happy. Okay. Okay, well, hey. okay, that's a good job. So I can't, give, I can't give no credit for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Congratulations. Guys, we got to go because I've been waiting for this next topic all morning long. Up next, Zion is back from my Pelicans. What does it mean for wow. New Orleans? Yeah. I can't wait to hear what Skip exactly and Shannon's take. Mean, that's up next. <laughs> Coach Willie Green says Zion Williamson dominated his first intense scrimmage back with the Pelicans since May of 2020. Last year, without Z, the Pelicans did make the playoffs. They lost in six games to Phoenix in the first round. Shannon, how much better could Zion make the Pelicans this season? Skip, I, I still see a playoff team, but I don't see a contending team. And I know people automatically assume one plus one plus one equals three. 
because we saw with CJ and B.I., them make the playoffs, make a nice run. We sure and did. And so we figure if we add one more to that, get mm-hmm. three, that's not necessarily the case because when I look at it, now Zion needs the ball. In order for Zion to be effective, he needs the ball. So now that means B.I. and C.J. will have the ball less. How is that going to mesh? Everybody just automatically think, look, I get it. K.D., Steph, and Clay. everybody moves, catch and shoot. But that's not what everybody is good at. Zion needs the ball, and he needs to, like, like a Charles Barkley or Carl Malone, you know, back you down, back you down, back you down, rise up over the top, you either lay it up, dunk it, or shoot, you know, shoot a, a little baby shot off the glass. Yep. And so for me, we saw CJ and B.I. had great chemistry skill. They, yep. really, they really played well together when CJ came over for the trade. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how these three mesh as opposed to these two. But if Zion is helped, Skip, the only question anybody's ever had about Zion, not could the guy play. You had that question from day That's one. That's it. And it seems like he's in great shape. He looks good. He does. He looked really good. That's him. That's him. God dang. Mm-hmm. Look like Zion and me, we're about the same. Mm-hmm. I was 250 this morning. Mm. I don't know if he's quite that low, but. Probably not quite that low, but he is a huge <laughs> But, but he, looked, he looked better than the three-plus that he I was last year. I got it. I got it. Shannon Sharp, I'm going to remind you. <laughs> He, just in July, turned 22 years of age. That's what In his second year in this league, in 61 games, which were quite a, quite a few for him, right. given his issues that he was facing, weight and, and health. Right. He averaged 27 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. That's extraordinary. Four assists. He shot 61% from the f- floor, which would have just run away with that if he had qualified, but right. he didn't play enough games to qualify. Right. If you can take that Zion and keep him reasonably healthy yeah. and reasonably fit, and if he starts playing games, he'll stay reasonably fit just right. by playing basketball. Correct. You, you add that to this equation, and as Jose Alvarado said after the scrimmage yesterday, he said he doesn't need the ball right away. He doesn't dominate the basketball. Right. You can figure it out. And all the players, Larry Nance, were saying, we can adjust to each other. Well, if, if they adjust on the fly, right. because that coach they have will adjust just about anything. Yeah, I like He'll, Willie Green. He will figure mm-hmm. it out. Shannon, they were the eighth seed, and they took the Suns to six tough games. They were barn burners, man. Right. It, it was a battle. Well, if you add Zion and you can I- I- ingratiate him into this smoothly and efficiently, all of a sudden you're a contending team. I don't care what you say, you can contend in the West. Yeah. In three seasons, he's played 85 games. That's basically 28 okay, games a season. I, well, then you, and you got me. And then you said, what did you say? You said in game in year two, he played 61. He did. So the other games, he, so he played 23 games. And- okay, but if you go Zion and CJ and B.I. with Herb Jones, who was just like a godsend. Oh, and Valanciunas is, is a monster. Valanciunas is a monster. Then all of a sudden... You got a basketball team with a coach like who is a, Graham. I I got it. They got depth. They got firepower. They have a super young superstar to be coach. I. I how many games they win this year? Well, how many games is he going to play? If you can tell me that, I'll tell you how many games. See, exactly. Did he play 82? No, he played 82. If he plays 82. 82, they'll be the three seed in the West. I, I don't think anybody's played 82 anymore. I think those days are over. Okay, how about 78? 70. 70, they're the four seed. Okay. Yep. I'm giving 70 games. I'm right. giving 70. If he okay, can play if 70, he can do that. If he can play 70. Well, they're 60. a contender. Whew. They certainly are. Guys, they have all that continuity from last season to build on. And then, of course, while we're seeing other teams melting down internally, like the Suns and the Nets, 
That's this true. team loves each other. Yeah. Strong locker room. Yeah, like the Lakers. We love right, each other. All right, over to the Lakers. <laughs> LeBron, another interesting new business venture. Yeah, Shane, yeah, I want to get your LeBron, take on it. That's, that's coming up next. That's on <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, latest, he's going to buy a team in the major pickleball league. The league recently expanded, allowing LeBron and his business partner, Maverick Carter, to make the purchase. Shannon, what do you make of all this? Well, pickleball seems to be the new craze, Skip. I don't know. I, I, I think I got paddled a couple of times with a paddle like this when I was in, going in elementary school. In Likewise. <laughs> so, yeah. And mine had whole, But I'm trying to figure out, is it like a tennis ball or is it hard like a handball? But LeBron has always been very good. Had, his partners and he have done a great job with his business ventures. He has a very good business, Ackman. So, hey, hook your boy. Let your boy get in on this, too. Mm. I believe LeBron James is planting the seeds for a second career because I believe he wants to be an owner player in the pickleball league because I believe he wants to become the Michael Jordan of pickleball because we know he failed at no, becoming the Michael Jordan of basketball. He to go. All-time leading scorer. The GOAT? The GOAT. The GOAT of what? Go be, 19, go be 19 times All-NBA. Really? Go be 19 times starting huh. in an uh, All-Star game. How did Jordan lead the league in scoring 10 times and LeBron only one time? Where's Jordan rank as far as assists? Huh. We about to think about it. We about to pass Magic Johnson and Kareem on two different spectrums. One in assists, one in points. LeBron, you belong in pickleball. We, no, we belong in the top. He going to be good at that, too. He'd be the golden really? pickleball. He, I just said that. That's his goal. Golden basketball. He's going to How many people say they can be the golden two things? I mean, yeah. uh, I think, what, Walter Williams Jr., he's yeah. in horseshoes and, and uh, uh, bowling? Yeah. Okay. Good. Pickleball, you're destined. You, you're going to become a big player. You're going to be a big player. Draymond is also Draymond and Kevin Love is also. Today, guys, but that's it. We're out of time.